describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So we have our announcements. Well, uh, as as we know, GrogCon is coming. Yes, GrogCon is coming. Oh, I'm That's scared. Right. I'm scared to go now. <laughs> That's right. <You laughs> it's like a horror movie. <laughs> if you're staying, if you're staying in this room, it is. GrogCon is coming. That's right. We met you. <laughs> James, we're trying to attract people. <laughs> It's very dramatic. No, it's going to be lots of fun. And it's uh, October 15th through the 17th. Here in uh, lovely greater Orlando area, we have had already a number of patrons say they are coming. And if they are of an Electrum tier or higher, by June 1st, guess what they get to do? Stay in this room? No. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah. No, we won't do that. That's that's only for Asians. People coming okay. from Asia. If they Got come it. from Asia and uh, they're willing to fly halfway around the world during a global pandemic, we'll let them stay at your house. Right. That, that's the reward you get. <laughs> In the cat room. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Where you, where you, where the meat poles are worked in the cat room. I don't, see, I don't know what any of these phrases mean. I feel like I can't say, well, you know, yes. Well, or my favorite new one. Yeah. James, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I would have been disappointed almost if it wasn't, if right. it wasn't there. But, um, yeah, October 15th through the 17th. So if you are a patron of uh, Electrum or higher by June 1st, when we buy the tickets, because we're physically buying the tickets from Crucible to allow your access, uh, you, you become a patron, you let us know you're coming, Later in August or so, we're going to buy the tickets for you and send them to you uh, digitally. And then you can sign up for games and things. that part's going really well. So we're looking forward to seeing everyone who can uh, that. That seems like a lot of steps just to play a game. It is a lot of steps. If you want it to be simpler, great segue. That's why you're the brains behind this organization. (laughs) You can go to our Grognards Guild online, where we have uh, play-by-post on our Discord. Go to our Discord, which is the link below. Uh, If you're listening to this on YouTube or it's in the show notes in the podcast, and you can play-by-post. People are playing games by post, like very old school, but using a modern twist. Um... There's also people setting up games there for online using either Roll20 or Meetup, uh, various technologies. You can put your, if you're looking to play or host a game. And uh, our dear friend, the Captain General from Appalachia, DM Brian, 
is sponsoring a spring tournament, June 5th. Go out to Discord for more information. That is June 5th. Uh, he is going to run a tournament. Um, and I think he'll offer a prize, and we will be sponsoring the prize. Don't know what the prize is going to be yet. Probably, what, two, three days, two nights at the cat room? is yeah, what... sure, at least. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a prize or people will be wanting to kill themselves right off the get-go. You, so. you are expected to care for the animals. So that's <laughs> that's part of the experience. It's like Animal yes. Kingdom. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was the Billy Crystal movie on the ranch or whatever? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's not Northern Exposure, but it's the same. With um, Jack Palance, right? He's the guy who was, yeah. Yes, yeah. So th that's the way it is. Right. You're like on a dude ranch. You're 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 working the cat room. City slickers, city slickers. I think it's C called. City slickers. Oh, someone said that on the chat, didn't they? No, they have not yet. I've, oh, I've, okay. They have not said it. I tried They're, to catch you cheating. The people are pretty quiet right now. This is the very passive group at this point. They just said hi. They were very uh, obviously. Um, our dear friend Rob Tim Cass Ritchie is on. He was very he was very happy about hearing about Haven Thieves World. This, Mm. Apparently, he likes that. Lloyd Brown is on. Uh, Minion, of course, aka Rob, is on. So, spring tournament. Let's talk about our patrons. This is they provide uh, much needed support. This way, Dan and I don't have to pay for hosting all this other stuff that we have to do that costs money. Uh, people groceries, grocery. That's right. <laughs> Rent. Rent. That's right. The Garcon Studio. You can. You can. Couldn't we? That. Come on. That's that's patron money. You're. You know. A part of your mortgage. Right. Because that's the Garcon Studio. Grog Talk Studio. Well. Uh, I don't know how to say this. If if I had to rely on the patron money to continue your mortgage. mortgage, I would be living in a box. So uh, <laughs> right. that's that's not to dissuade the people who are supporting us. We are very thankful. You know what they really do is they provide the funds to help us uh, print flipping and turning. Um, they pay for the website. They pay for the equipment. So this way, our significant others. Don't look at us like, why are you spending money on this silly hobby? And I go, well, we're not, we're not spending as much. We are spending money, but we're not spending as much because of uh, the, the Grog Empire. So this is great. We've actually pushed it off onto, so now our patron spouses are That's like, right. hey, why are you spending money on this, right? Yes. Why, you know, they look at their bill and go, <laughs> what is this Grog talk? What are you? And, recurring. Recurring, right. whatever, yeah. Yeah, I, that conversation, there's got to be one. I actually we should ask people in the chat, how did that conversation go? A, did you have that conversation with your spouse? Yes. And B, if you did, how did it go? You really should change it so that way when it gets billed, it says something like, you know, feeding the homeless. <laughs> That Just, you know, right, it's like when you when you know when 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 you know when when you buy something you shouldn't you know what it used to come in what a brown right brown, brown paper right brown paper bag so supposedly what I what I've heard right uh, and so yeah so you should you should do a different name just to cover them right that's uh, that I, I don't know if they can do that in the Patreon where you could put that mm -hmm. I, I assume if the story would go something like we we spo we're sp sponsoring the arts I mean, yes. Who would That's be, true. Who would be against that? So, uh, you know, and here, look, this this is what they're sponsoring. Tutti Frutti. Oh, Rudy. Tutti Frutti. There you go. So you wanted me That's to use nice. one. You want to use my sample. So I made one for, for me, too. So I didn't you. remember that one. I know, because that was, I said it, and you're like, yeah, oh, you should do that one. Okay, fine. I, I, just, <laughs> I listened to you, Dan. 
I had the strange image of you like in a Fruit of the Loom commercial. Oh, <laughs> For no. some reason. It wasn't pretty. No! God! Yes. Oh, you no. <laughs> yeah, well played. No, that's <laughs> literally that, well played. That would be that people people are spinning up their <laughs> cereal right now. That's that, that's people don't want that. So, with that said, we have two two new patrons who are now part of the Grog Empire, and they are online as we speak. So. That's always exciting when the people who are going to be part of the Grog Empire actually get to hear their titles while we do it. Are we ready? Are they, are they required to kneel during this? I assume they're genuflecting the whole time. Oh, well, very nice. Right? Yeah, good like, work. In case yeah. they don't know that, please, uh, for the remainder of the show, please remain genuflected. <laughs> That's uh, right. We will let you know when you can rise. Is it, is, it, is it too late for them to back out of the empire? <laughs> uh, let me see. Is there a payment? That payment's good. Nope, they're oh, part of the empire. Sorry. Yep, you're ours. Okay. So the, the, our first uh, contestant in the When Will I Be Able to Stand Up Again is Lloyd Brown. He is claiming the fair city of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I assume, is the Jacksonville of Florida, um, which is just up the road from us. Has, so. has now, as you may recall, so 40 years ago was Sergeant Gen Con's, oh, sorry, Sergeant Pe- no, something much more important, Gen Con South. Gotcha. In Jacksonville. And, and there was, there was in, in Dragon Magazine, they announced the winner of the tournament. And I really would like to have Rob Rich explain why it wasn't him. Yeah. He didn't win. It was somebody else, and I found the guy on Facebook, and I was very close to messaging him. I'm thinking to myself, is that, you know, I don't know, the winner of Gen Con? Wow. <laughs> the winner of Gen Con? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, now listen, you know, I'm sure he's, he's, he's a great guy. It would be very interesting, but I wasn't – I kind of pulled back in the last second. Yeah. yeah okay, I'm you're glad, thinking. I'm glad that synapse fired. He said, where does this become weird that you're yeah. going to post on Facebook to someone you've never met? I thought of you because you may have been a winner of a convention that happened 40 years ago. Right. And we'd like to interview you about that game. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Tell no. us about What was your strategy going into it? Yeah. Well, now I have to have him on the show. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, okay, now I'm getting him on the show. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, I, I like that. Uh, it's just, again, disturbing. I, I, I just never think of that. I mean, friends, sure. But someone you've never met? How do you think I get all our guests? Well, that's true. But they, they have – it wasn't yes. because they they did something to contribute to the hobby. They didn't just attend the convention. That's rude. That is rude. So, but anyway, my point of this is we are ready to bestow some titles here, which is – What am I rolling? Well, for Mr. Brown, he sounds like a reservoir dog. You remember Mr. Brown, you had a lovely daughter? Wasn't that a song? Mr. Oh, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, I think. Mrs. Brown. Uh, Why do I have to be? Dr. Brown is a good soda. So let's roll a D30, a D15, excuse me. Why do I have to be Mr. Brown? That's right. You say D30? A D5, divide by two, please. Got it. 25, 12 and a half, 13. 13. Lucky 13. 15. 14. Commander. Commander. He is the commander. Uh, his. Well, we may, maybe most or something else. I may I may switch it up. So uh, the commander, uh, I need a D30 now, please. 28. 28. Ooh, really? Eternal. Mm. His, yeah, his, his eternal. 
Uh, another D30. I like Eternal. Oh. That's good. 14. 14. Radiance. Eternal Radiance. Wow. Mm. That is good. Dice are on fire today. They are. Well, it's going to suck later, but right now it's good. Another uh, D15. Another lucky 13. Emperor. Wow. He Emperor. Is, he, is, he is knocking it out of the park here. Now we'll take the D60. A five. Rate of five. The oh, okay. Peerless. Peerless. I like that. Peerless is good. And a D thirty. Twenty two. Well. He has a he has a very light of Jacksonville. The light of Jacksonville. That's, that's right. Is, and there's radiant in there too. That's right. Wait, was it Yes, there was. Eternal Radiance. Wow, he is like, I could just imagine, it's just a very benevolent rule there up in Jacksonville, which if you've been to Jacksonville, it's not, that's not what you, that's definitely false advertising. I've driven through, I mean, long bridges. Maybe it's like Greenland, though. Maybe he's tricking you. Yeah. You know? Eternal Radiance sounds like an early 80s. Kind of like a Commodore song. That's right. Eternal Radiance. <laughs> Something like that. James, you need to write that song. That's not right. right. More homework. More homework. Eternal Radiance. Well, actually, you know, it's interesting. One of our patrons, apparently, I have a second career as profitable as this one. Patrons are sending me parody songs to do. Wow. With yeah. lyrics. Uh, this could be a whole, yeah, you can quit your day job. Uh, what was What was my... But uh, uh, Eternal Radiance. Eternal Radiance. That's a great song. You're... What was the name of the band in Coming to America? What was it? Was it something Chocolate? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, it was. Sexual, sexual, sexual Chocolate. Sexual. That's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's nothing to do with the show. That's right. Nothing to do with the show, but man, it's funny. And there's a second one. My wife saw it. She saw it. It was okay. So it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I saw it. It was okay. Oh, interesting. I, I, not, I did not put you as a coming to America person. See, we learned something. Oh, I love the first one. No, no, it'd be, it'd be top. So for me. now that you bring up the first one, the first one, uh, what was the name of the restaurant? It was a restaurant. Yes, they oh, worked wow. in the restaurant. Oh yeah, sure. It was Mick. Was it? <gasps> Mick I don't want to get sued. Was it was it McDowell's? McDowell's, yes. So what makes it interesting is I have been to that restaurant. It's a real place. What is it? It's, it's not McDowell's. It's a Wendy's. Oh, it or was a Wendy's. It was on Queens Boulevard. Okay, that's very cool. And you went there specifically. I mean, I assume people did a pilgrimage there. No, I lived. No. I lived a mile and a half from there, and that was our Wendy's. That you, that's the neighborhood you grew up in. Yes, that. <laughs> Crap, crap town. That crap town was where I was from. Yeah, was you were. Wait, did you work? Did you work at the Wendy's? No, I didn't work at the Wendy's. I worked at the mall across the street from the Wendy's. But it, you grew up in like the Coming to America movie. I was there. He went to Queens. I was from Queens. That's right. They, they, did they, they get there? Did, did, so, do you remember them shooting the film when you were there? I don't remember seeing it, but I remember the. <laughs> I remember the, when you when you saw the movie. You're like, oh my god, that's. That's right there. It's, yeah. It's, on, it's in Queens. It's right there in Queens we gotta Boulevard. Look, we got to look for you. Maybe you're in there somewhere. I was Louie Anderson if I was in there. You were Louie Anderson. <laughs> Poor Louie. 
So, with that said, uh, we are now ready. I have. To, I gave you the title. We are now ready to bestow to Mr. Brown his title and being part of the Grog Empire. So now, by the power vested in us, by us, for us, for the exclusive rights and privileges of us, we now bestow the following title to Mr. Lloyd Brown. Lloyd Brown, you will now be forever known in the Grog Empire as the commander, his eternal radiance. Emperor, the peerless light of Jacksonville. Congratulations, sir. Well done. Well done. Clapping, casting, casting for us, clapping, clapping for you. And that is a very good title. It, it all it all fits together. Right, the dice don't lie. Mm-hmm. So that is very good. Now we move on to our next uh, person who is added into Empire, Mr. Jack Bloomfield, who is claiming the county of Suffolk, Suffolk in England, by the way, not Suffolk County in New, not in uh, in here. So we are very fortunate to have that. You know what's famous about Suffolk, at least from my perspective. Hmm. There's a, no. there's a town, I will give you the town, that is, uh, that is, is I'm, I find it famous for, Ipswich. Ipswich. Was it the, the first carnival was there? Uh, let's see. No, okay. it was not, it was not the first carnival. It's related to my other hobby. The, the, it was the first plant for the Fruit of the Loom Company. Ooh. No. Okay. And you, I'm and running now out you of ideas. Fruit of the Loom, which means people are imagining me in underwear singing Tutti Fruity. <laughs> Tutti Fruity? Oh, oh you no, God! So, you're, that's you're, terrible. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all out. That's okay. That's pretty good. It would, be, it would be an obscure reference if you didn't play music. Celestian speakers are, were built... And made in Ipswich, England. I think they still are, but a lot of them are made in China. And now they're back in England. That sounds like the kind of thing that would be in my 1981 book, doesn't right. it? Right. So thank you very oh. much. That's a cash ring. So Ipswich is Celestial Speakers. Wealth at pretty much every Marshall uh, amp has, uh, which are also made in England, in what? Uh, uh, Milton Keynes or whatever it's called. Uh, they were made there, and they use Celestian speakers, which is an episode. So, we are now going to bestow Mr. Bloomfield his title. Are you ready, sir? Is he the first one in England? He's either the is first he... or the second. I have to look it up. Oh, okay, because he could have taken all of England. He could have. Well, he, asked, he asked for that, and I didn't want to give it because I wasn't sure if he was the first or second because really I didn't have time to do the research. So Got it. We may, okay. he may, you know, the other opportunity is obviously if he increases his patronage. Mm-hmm. He could expand his empire, right? Everything's for sale. Yeah, you're giving away the you're giving away the farm again, Daniel. So that's true. So he should just have like uh, he should have a block in Suffolk. That's right. He should. <laughs> <laughs> like the I don't know the Queen's equivalent. That's right. He's got the Vatican City of of that. So, but okay. I think we have one more. But I do have to check in that. But obviously, uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, Mr. Bluefield. So. We are, we are now ready for the first yeah. D15. It is a 12. Guildmaster. Oh. I like that. Very interesting. Uh, Let's see what kind of guild. We can guess what kind of guild it is based upon his other right. title. That's right. With Guildmaster, we have uh, allowed ourselves to figure out what guild it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so a D30. It could be the Guild of Entertainers. Yeah, uh, well. 
29. Amazing. The Guildmaster, amazing. Guildmaster, his, or maybe, do you want, do you think most or all amazing? Most amazing. I like most amazing. Most, I like most amazing. I like that. There you go. Uh, another, uh, D30, please. Oh, that was, okay, a two. Immensity. Immensity. E I M M E N S I T Y. Immensity, right? Immensity. Like like rotund. I don't think that's immense. Is that because that's that's doesn't sound good, right? <laughs> no, it's got to be good. They're all good, aren't they? Well, no. Well, extremely I, I, large size, scale, or extent of something. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, but I think back then you'd be like, "Yes, you're immensity." You know what I mean? I yes. don't. I don't you're, know that you're it would... magnet. Yeah, it's just huge. Yeah. You're a huge. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Not huge. Yeah. Or from a rotund perspective, so because what's going to happen is people are going to say to him, "Yes, you're man sitting." They'll giggle, and he's just going to cut their heads right. off. Well, we hope so. Hopefully, he has like destroyer. Yeah, of, we, yeah. we approve of that. Absolutely, no one. No one is allowed to mock the Grog Empire except us. We're only allowed exactly. <laughs> so, uh, D fifteen, please. Seven. Seven. He is an Earl. Earl. The immensity Earl. Okay, now we need a D60. So we can just call him Earl. Of course, he is the Duke of Earl, which never made any sense to me. Uh, 11. Straight up 11. Renown. Mm-hmm. Earl, renown. Let me figure out how to spell that. Oh, is Sandwich, is that is that a place in England? Yes. The Earl of Sandwich. Wasn't that something? I believe so, yes. Well, the Earl is a title and Sandwich was a place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's the Earl of Suffolk, basically. Yes. And now the D15. What is he an Earl Renown of? Seven. Two. He's, oh, we have our second queller. A quell, another queller. Well, he's a queller across the pond. Right. Someone's got to quell that place. They're out of control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure this makes any sense. Uh, and we're flick it, fixing and we're flipping. Okay. Well, you know, it, it has a, it has a kind of a, it does have kind of a British feel to it only because, you know, it's got a little wordplay, which I like. So anyway, let's see what people are mocking. Where are people mocking me? Are they mocking is it, It's renowned. Is it renowned? It's renowned. With ED, right? We need to make sure this is done properly. Rena- uh, well, it's. Or is it renowned? Well, sh- well, the renown. Well, let's see the renown. The renowned. Qu- yeah, I guess it would be renowned. Yes, I go- I'm going to go with renowned. I agree with you. Well, because c- however we say it, even if we screw it up, that's what it is officially. Right. This is yeah, the official session. Yeah. We're, yeah. So well, let's let's redo that. I don't I don't want to screw that up. We we want it to be perfect for Mr. Bloomfield. So, Jack Bloomfield, you sir are will now be known forevermore in the grog empire with the following heraldry and title you sir will now be the guild master most amazing immensity earl renowned queller of suffolk congratulations sir may your reign be long very good and now we give claps for everyone it's too bad you know we should consider mm-hmm. having our 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 voice talent on to do those names he would be good at it he, right he would be excellent I, right. I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up. 
I'm sure we'd mm-hmm. have to pay for that, you know, because that's now you're asking people to get up at eight in the morning. That seems that's what we're paying for. <laughs> we're not really we're not really paying for the time. Oh, I do it for free. Right. What you're paying for me is getting up. Right. Okay. Literally at uh, eight thirty to do these. Uh, we would have to do that. Would have to be a special night grog talk where we bestow titles. Oh, like, grog talk under dark. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Like that? I like that. We get even adopt that for the grog under dark. Brought to you by the flesh pole. <laughs> At least it's not the meat pole anymore, so that's good. <laughs> no, that's, that didn't make it. <laughs> it didn't taste quite as good. <laughs> so thanks to all those. And again, if you want your title, uh, become a patron. Very simple. Uh, even if you stop becoming a patron, you're still that title. You may have no lands anymore. You may be landless, but at least you'll have that title. So uh, we, we urge people to become part of the Grog Empire, you also are able to go out and go on the Discord, and we just have a a lovely community out there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, And all old schoolers are welcome there. I mean, we mostly focus on first edition because that's what we talk about primarily on the show, but all are welcome there. So, go ahead. So do you think that some of our patrons, like when they get older and they're in, you know, the old folks' home and they're kind of, you know, we're losing a bit mentally, they're walking around going like, I wanted Jello. Don't you know who I am? I'm the renowned queller of Suffolk. That's right. You know? I think they should. Absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, people have it. It's in their. It's in their. Um, it's on their Facebook things now. I mean, this is this is serious. So. Well, now, James, we have to. I'd like to do two things real quick. Uh-huh. Well, we do nothing quick here. I'd like to identify alignments that you would think these titles. What would be the alignment of these persons and. We also, what is he the guild master of? We haven't decided oh, what very he good. is. Oh, right? guild master of. Well, uh, I think he should be the entertainer's guild because Celestian Speakers is there. That's, of course, is going to be my quote. So I, my, or, listen, or, or, and that makes... Or, or bards, you know. Well, and that makes absolute sense because that's what, we're, that's where we're at today, right? It fits the theme. Right. Correct? We are at the, the master, pup, there's a puppeteer, right. James. So... Uh, the master, okay. That's guild master of the, of the arts, then? Is that what we're going to call it? The, well, he's the Guild of Entertainers. So guild, he's the, of, guild of Entertainers. Guild, he's the Guild Master of the Guild. <laughs> he's, he's the, okay, yes. <laughs> well, you're a Guild Master, and what are you a Guild Master of? Entertainers. He's the Guild, he's the guild Master of Entertainers. I like it. Well, right? I've, right? I've, so we've, we've agreed? We've agreed. I've, I've, whether he wants it or not. I've updated that. I've put it on there, so he he now has it, and it's official. It's in the chat. It's in our chat. It's in their chat. It's in all chats, so it's official. And I think I think uh, I think that the hang on, I got to scroll up. I think that the commander is Eternal Radiance Emperor, of the Purest Light of Jacksonville. He strikes me as chaotic good. Really? What, what do you think? Well, I don't know, or maybe neutral good. Well, it's, it's also either neutral nice. good or lawful good. I mean, the only reason it's chaotic is because it's Jacksonville. Because if anyone's been there, it's 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 it's. Oh yeah. So what do you think? I'll let you I, decide. I would prefer. I, it feels lawful good, but I because a commander. That's the thing. Commander. Oh, that's true. Comm- oh, you're right. Commander. And then you got I the eternal and radiance and emperor and all law it's and law. good and sunshine. But yeah, I'm gonna go. Why do you say it that way? All the good and sunshine. It's, you know, it's it's good. It's good. I think you're right. Lawful good. Now the guild master is an interesting one. Because he's a guild master, which you think is lawful, but they're entertainers. They're they're, they're circus guys. Right. But I'm gonna. What, what do you think? Uh, I feel it's gotta be new, something neutral, yeah, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I would say like your shirt. Okay. I would lawful say he's neutral. lawful neutral. I agree. 
I think that makes sense. Okay. So with that, uh, another way for your input to be heard and have your name heard is if you leave an iTunes review. So uh, we got an iTunes review, which I find extremely funny. So uh, it was written by Shinak, AD&D Awesomeness. Grog Talk is an easy listen. Well, if you say so, I appreciate that. If you it's show by show. If you... <laughs> yes, some, yes. some shows are easier than others. Yes, if you love 1E, you'll love this. The suggestions are great. Dan reminds me of Angela from The American Office, a kind of mad cat man. That okay. is awesome. That's crazy. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, that's crazy. There's like... What do you, why would you think I got a lot of cats in there? Yeah, how many cats? How many cats are in the cat room right now? Actually, actually, you're gonna be very excited. We've got Fosters. There are four. Oh, in right now. Not- Grizzly, of course, who you know, you know, Grizzly obviously is is around, and we've got uh, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get you a glimpse of some of the Fosters when I get a chance. They're they're running around. They're very tiny. We lo- I want to do the find familiar where if we get pictures, we if you get pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people want to do a separate get get more money from people. Uh, if they want to sponsor through Patron, you know, you can set up a separate email, and yep. you could set up another Patron for your Find Familiar. If people are interested in this, I will set up a Find Familiar tier, thinking I don't know three dollars a month or something like that. Basically, you can name one of the foster cats, and that money would go directly to support uh, the foster cats if that's something you're interested in because i think that's a if not that's a, uh dan's gonna have 100 cats that's a great idea and i was actually looking for i'll send you some pictures okay great so uh if that's something people are interested in uh send an email to me at info at grogcon.com and then i if i get more than one i will set up a patron thing for that we'll put the pictures up and people can uh sponsor that okay that sounds great. that that does sound great so you have a few cats so um I did fit. You're a mad cat man. Dan and James have every discussion and debate about the rules of AD&D, so you don't have to. This saves a lot of time at the gaming table. So, I appreciate those comments from Shinak. Does that mean, because we spend hours and hours debating nonsense, that the game's running better? Is that what that means? We're providing ser- we're public service. So you really think, I wonder, has there ever been a game anywhere where somebody said, no, 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 no. James and Dan said this. Well, it's like I don't give a rat's ass what James and Dan said. That's right. This, that is <laughs> this is so first that edition. That is first edition. If someone just randomly says that's like it, that's like saying the guy who won uh, Jack's Gen Con South. He he said something. Yeah. So. Oh, he's coming on. Uh. Oh. Oh. They. He said. Uh, they said. Uh, that was me. I'm glad I can entertain. Yes, well, we appreciate that. So actually, our, one of our patrons, uh, the one we just bestowed, our new uh, guildmaster, he was the one who put that up there. So thank you, sir. Thank you. But he thinks you're a mad cat, man. Oh, that's Oh, I see. Oh, put that up. I was, oh, well, I am. It's true. It's funny because it's true, right? Yes, it is. It is funny. Well, it's true. And it's somewhat oh, funny. It's, thank you. Well. Going on to our next exciting thing, one of our other. I had things. to ask. Go ahead. I had to ask my daughter because she watches The Office. I didn't know who Andrea was. So, oh, yeah. You know. I'm like, who? I'm like, yeah. I can't. I'm like, I asked my daughter. I'm like, yeah. I did. Someone likened me to this character on The Office. Is is that a good thing? No. You know, she she doesn't care that. She was like, nah. She's kind of neutral about it. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, it's really not care. the worst thing. It's, I mean, you, you dated Dwight at one point, so that, that's. Hold on. Kitten. Oh, kitten. there's a kitten. Oh, look. Oh, look at that. Wow. All right. Off you pop. So another thing we, we uh, have done because of the show and all the great work that uh, our Tim Cass, Rob Ritchie, the Chamberlain of Brandywine have done is flipping and turning. This was episode issue three. Issue four is starting to work. If you're on Discord, you have already been harassed by Rob. Where's your stuff? Where's your articles? So if you have stuff you want to contribute, editor at grogcon.com. There we go. I don't. You have you have your article done yet? Yeah, I submitted a. I think I, I submitted two oh, things. I have I have a little intro uh, that I'm I'm late on, no, but uh, no, that's not the right. Yes, yeah, so I've submitted two things. Well, I you know in, inspiration struck. Okay, well that means I got I got to get busy, um, and then hopefully this month, which is which is what I've been working on, is we will have the. Uh, second installment of the Grog Talk Adventures online gameplay where I'll be DMing. That should be happening in two or three weeks. Uh, More details to come in the patron. If you're a patron, and I'm going to put a post up there if you send a message, depending on when you send it and what level patron. You know, our goal is to have as many people to play as possible, but we have also obligations to people who have uh, are are patrons at a higher level. You know, we want to Thank them for that by allowing them to play with us if they want. So, but we we eventually want to try to get as many people, regardless of level, to play because it's again we're very fortunate to have such great uh, community who wants to help us. And some people, you know, they're not in the position where they can. They are giving out of love, which is super cool. So uh, now we are ready for the best of May 1981. Okay, so James, this is a lot happening. Really? Forty years ago. Okay, I'm ready. I got. I understand because now I have my, and I have my. I was using the cash ring, which you were a little disappointed on, but now I have the ding ding. So, got it. Thank you. So, uh, boy, the the theme continues. April twenty second, nineteen eighty one, the largest bank robbery in U.S. history to date <laughs> takes place in Tucson, Arizona when thieves robbed the First National Bank of $3.3 million. Do you think it was something where everyone's trying to up one another? Is it sort of, you know, someone robs a bank and, and it's like the, the the largest robbery ever, and so somebody's like, oh, really? Well, we, and maybe that's what's I happened. mean, we have the Guildmaster on, because this book, you feel, is British, correct? Yes. I mean, yes, it feels British. I mean, one of the first things it has on there is Charles and Diana, I see the picture, and it has a computer. And a lot of the references are British. So yeah. is there an obsession with bank robberies in England? That is the question. It's a lost art, don't right. you think? Well, it's a lost art here. We don't do it now. It's very petty. Uh, it, it's not, you're not scoring millions of dollars. But it seems that they were obsessed with American bank robberies for, for a lot of it. They did. Maybe, maybe, you know what? They probably still imagined us as the Wild West. Right. Even in the 1980s, they probably, when they thought of America, right, they thought of the Wild West. I'm just curious. You know, I, you know like Dan has an obsession with all things British, and you have a perception. You know, I, I, had, right. um, I, I had looked at that play that was a D&D play, and I was obsessed with that for a while. I, I kind of ran into a dead end. I did get some of the material there. That's mm-hmm. the songs I got to work on. I really would love the score. If I could find that right. D&D play, if it was Firestone or something like that, uh, that would be mm-hmm. amazing. 
So, um, but you know, we have a perception of other folks because we don't live there, and then we get there, and it's totally not like that. So, what else? So that's a, that's the All right, what else? Uh, now, James, this is I was talking about entertainment, an event that really, when I saw this, I thought of you, and I feel pretty confident there's a good chance you were there, mm. uh, even though it was in uh, Missouri, Monday. April 22nd, 27th, 1981, the first car-crushing show <laughs> by a monster truck, Bigfoot, takes place in St. Louis, Missouri. This is what they, this is what the Brits think of us. That's right. Bank robberies yeehaw. and monster trucks. I need a yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> you know what the sad thing is? America. It's not that, it's, it's, it's not that far off from being true. Right. <laughs> I need like America and a yeehaw. Okay. There you go. So that is, we're a bunch of car tr- crashers and bank robbers. This is this is one for you. Yeah, after the monster truck, we go rob a bank. This is the one. There's going to be a fill in the blank. Okay, so okay. this is like a Mad Libs for you. Ready, James? The Xerox eight zero one zero. You remember the Xerox eight zero one zero? The first personal computer to include a blank is launched in the USA. To include a blank, well, a Xerox eight zero one zero. The first personal computer to include a blank. Well, is launched in the USA. I, I'm going to say a scanner. I don't know. Mouse. Oh, a mouse. That makes. I see. And I should have known that because Xerox, they in the Park Labs. That's where Steve Jobs and went and saw it, and they stole it from Xerox. I should have known that. That was a mistake. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll do another fill in the blank for you then. Yeah. The former Beetle. Ringo Starr. Oh, I was going to say, this, I, was, this, I thought this, it was best, right? Wasn't he a formal Beatle? That, uh, he, was the he, he was, wasn't he? The first? This is the same day. The same. I can't imagine both these things happening the same day. April 27th, 1981. The former Beatle, Ringo Starr, marries the actress blank in London. Barbara Bach? You are correct, oh, sir. Come on. Eileen. That's right. <laughs> With Barbara Rock, now that's not Daisy Duke, is it? Uh, I, Who's Daisy I Duke? I think it was, from, wasn't it? Was that was she Barbara? Is that Barbara? Maybe yeah, because they were in remember. a movie, weren't they? Like in Caveman or some some really horrible movie? Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a. I wonder how long. Well, I guess we'll see how long it lasts. We'll see if it lasts the year. We'll find <laughs> that's out. Right. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Uh, Wednesday, April 29th, nineteen eighty one. The British serial killer Peter Sutcliffe, known as the Yorkshire Ripper, oh, the Yorkshire admits Ripper. in court to the manslaughter of 13 women on grounds of insanity. Insanity. Okay, this is not good writing, James. The British serial killer admits in court to the manslaughter of 13 women on grounds of, of, of insanity. What does that mean? He murdered them because they were insane? <laughs> That's not good writing. Maybe if you have, say it with a British accent, it makes more sense because obviously someone British wrote it. I'm not even going to try. No. And lastly... Uh, tomorrow will be announced the number one song in the land. This is what nineteen eighty one. Yeah, you know why they you know why they mention it? Because it's a British singer. That's why they mention this. Ooh, British singer nineteen eighty one. I'm going to give you a clue, James. Okay. This song mm-hmm. had a name in parents in in, par- in parentheticals in parentheses. <laughs> you're, now you're speaking that way. Go ahead. In parentheticals, in parentheses. It had the name of another song that I think hit number one. I think we've seen it hit number one this year, 1981. Wow. That's a- it's the same name, but one was in parentheses, one was not. 40 years later. Hmm. 
British singer. British singer from 40 years ago. I don't know. I'm sorry. You, but you knew the name of the monster truck. Okay, I knew, fine. I, well, I know I knew <laughs> the name of the wife of Ringo Starr. Oh, and, and uh, by the way, the commander of the Peerless Light of Jacksonville says there you're still married. Wow. How about you that? know what's even more amazing than that they're still married? Mm -hmm. They're both still alive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was so wrong, James. Okay. It is Sheena Easton. Oh, Sheena. Okay. Sheena Easton. Yes, I guess she is British. I forgot. Morning train. Morning. Parenthesis, 9 to 5. I take the morning train from 9 to 5. I work from 9 to 5, something like that. Yeah. Well, okay. Is there a song right now that's 9 to 5? Oh. No, no. I said... James, it's 1981. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you ready? Oh, God! So. Uh, Real quickly. Because I, I yeah. think 9 to 5, actually, the movie came out in 1980 or 80. I don't remember when. So, but that's. I think the song, well, maybe, I think, well, like, okay. Moving on. Yes. Real quickly for some uh, TV shows. Oh, no. Wait, what is this? Is this. Oh, yeah, well, April 3rd. Okay, April 3rd. Thursday, April 30th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. This is perfect. Magnum P.I. is on tonight on CBS at 9 o'clock on Thursday, April 30th. Magnum P.I. One of my brother's favorite shows, yep. Okay. Something called Nurse, Long Day's Journey into Morning? That, I, that, I don't know what that, that is. That sound familiar. Okay. Uh, oh, a ABC's the uh, channel to watch. Mork and Mindy. Oh, uh, yeah. Then at 8.30, Bosom Buddies. Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks. And what is he famous for in the D&D? &D? Oh, oh, Mazes and Monsters. They, right. Very good. See, we are. Thank we're, you. You know, a little rough start by me, but now we're pulling. We're, we're, we're moving ahead. We're, doing we're, on we're on fire. And at some point, we'll talk about D&D. &D. Right. Uh, Bernie Miller's on at 9. Oh, great. The great. One of the greatest base openings ever. Yep. Indeed. 9.30. Talk about great openings. Taxi. Taxi. Love that show. Right. I thought what we could do is, you know, at the end where it said goodnight, Mr. Walters, and he goes, hey, yeah, yeah. do you remember that? Yes, I do. Wouldn't it be great if we ended our show with, like, goodnight, Mr. Guy? We just dubbed over it. Goodnight, Mr. Gygax. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. All right. And then, sorry, James, you got to go to bed because your parents are watching 2020. Oh, I love 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then Nightline would be on at 11. As, like, a kid in 81? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Wow. I mean, I, I remember James. watching the Ted Koppel and the Iran hostage, you know, day 374 of the Iran hostage thing. I do remember that, too. You're right. Uh, and a real couple quick notes, uh, because there are currently some conventions going on yep. this weekend. We want to we support late, them. Yep. Not too late to get there. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are in, if you are in... Uh, New anywhere near Newburyport, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. War Gamers Weekend is held at the DAV Hall, uh, Route One. And obviously, since it's the War Gamers Weekend, the scheduled events will include D and D, Boot Hill, <laughs> etc. I still love that, right? right. Uh, War Gamers are, you know, the war gaming conventions are bringing all the RPGs. I told you I need to get the puppet show, then Dungeons and Dragons. That's uh, basically. The D and D that would be great. D and D like puppet show attacking, yeah, like attacking. Ah, <laughs> is it orcs attacking? Ah. Yeah, they're D and D puppets. That'd be great. Ooh. An orc, Ooh. yeah, right. D and D puppets. It's, it's got to be a pig. You could probably get like a little pig puppet, right? Because right? they're the uh, yeah. That's the only the orcs we'll have. They have to be pigs, right? D and D. We should make our own D and D puppets. We should D and D puppets.
We should just turn the whole show into a puppet show. LJ, and, or we can get LJN, who used to do the D&D figures. D&D puppets from LJN. Stormheart, yeah. whatever the guy's name was. And Kelek, the you'll never defeat me. Rah, 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 rah. Wow, it writes itself. It writes itself. I didn't realize you already had a script. Hey, well, D&D puppets. Oh. Uh, D&D. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're well, you're being tickled by that. Oops. I am D and D hand puppets. That's just for our for our listeners. Beholder <laughs> eyes. You gotta have a lot of little blood packs too, don't you? Like the, like the little ketchup packs or whatever, and then you know you poke it and it splatters. Well, that and... that does feel like something from the seventies, where that you know you used to get the pop guns and you just you blew through all the pop guns so quickly, and. Then you couldn't shoot it, and you'd be like, "Mom, I gotta go back to the store. I need more pop." And she'd be so mad because she, you know, you shot all the shots. She bought you like a little the starter set, mm-hmm. and then the extra ones were like, you know, five times the cost of the pop gun. It would be the same thing, but you'd get like one blood pa- blood packet, oh. and my, you'd have to pay a lot of money for it. My mom said I couldn't play with guns. Okay, so for our friends in the Mobile, Alabama area. Uh-huh. It's not too late to uh, head over to USA Con. Now, we know it was previously scheduled for January 16th to the 18th. It will now meet this weekend. Same place, folks. Because of COVID? Probably. Mm-hmm. Same place, folks. The University Center at the University of South Alabama. Science fiction, fantasy, and historical role-playing and board games are planned. It's at USA. Other- University of South uh-huh. Alabama. That's, you're right. I didn't, I didn't make a connection there. USA, USA. Exactly. That's right. University of South Alabama. Uh, and other events will include movies, an SCA fighter demo, and a dealer room. It's too late for pre-registration, which would have been $5, but I'm sure you can get in at the door. Contact Leo Vollen at 5856 Lizloy Drive, Mobile, Alabama, though it's probably too late to send him a letter have, since the convention is happening. Have you called it's, him? That's, you're going to stalk some random winner, but you're not going to call Leo? That's who you should call. I have I have information, James, from, from the Grog text. Ah, really? What is it? Rob Ritchie says if we get this winner of from Gen Con South on, Rob, uh, he would Rob would like to be on. Oh my God! Do you think Rob's angry at him? Does he know this guy? Yeah, I don't know. This this wow. this could be this this. Yes. this <laughs> be good. This, is, like this could be good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You thought you got some lines from me that, to use? Yeah, that'd be. Good. You're gonna get some great sound clips. You're gonna get some great ones. That'll be awesome. That'll be All yeah. Right. That'll be used in court. <laughs> now we just have to get Bill Willingham and that one dude who, who he took. Oh his yeah, job. he stole his job. He's mm-hmm. sitting at home, rocking back and forth, looking for him. All right. That was best of. May 1981. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grog talk. Now we're ready for, uh, so we're ready for sage advice. So why don't you preface this for, for our, for our dear. Oh, sure. And you're, you will be asking me questions. So, uh, we, uh, well, I really like the sage advice segment. And so I've asked James if we can do sage advice uh, each episode, and he has agreed, and so we're no longer going to do it just exactly 40 years ago because uh, you got to find sage advice, and it wasn't in every issue. And of course, we have more than one episode a month. So, but we're going to sage advice has been promoted to a permanent feature of the show where we will read the sage advice questions from Dragon Magazine. We will alternate who does the reading and the other 
post will attempt to answer them, and we see how they do. Right. That is the plan. That's the plan. Okay, because I see a lot of movement. You've disappeared from view. Should I, uh, do I need to start stalling? No, you, it's, unfortunately, it was a little, I was trying to bring up Sage advice, and then my mouse decided to go. So that's always fun. No worries. All right. So, if, and you if find you, your hard copy of Dragon Magazine. Uh, in your not picture. Dragon 52. I don't go, that's, the, the older yes, one's a little do. hard to find. Yes, you do. So no, you have it. Move to the, your right, like four inches. Oh, yes, to be yes, because it's in the center. Yes, perfect. How am I doing? That's excellent. So I am ready. you and I can, there we go. And now I will display this for all of the world to see. And congratulations. And just to make clear, I cannot see what is on you the screen. You cannot see it. You, that is true. So this is, let's, and I look these over. First of all, it's very long. This may be the whole show. <laughs> There's oh, no. like three pages of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, so we're, really? Yeah. Well, it's obviously the only D&D ones we want. Well, it appears to be all D&D. So here's the first one. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, and, and do we know who is the writer? Nope. What is that word you used last time, which is a very good word? Percurium. Percurium. Oh, it's, yes, because it's by committee, basically, whatever, by a council or whatever. So. That was a great word. I looked it up because I was like, well, that's... I, no, no. <laughs> I'm here to teach. That's right. Can't help it. All right. <clears throat> the DMG, this is the question. The DMG is very specific on how magic users receive their starting spells. But I cannot tell how to give clerics their starting spells and how many of them to start with. Okay. This is... Uh, does he, uh, he... He has a DMG. He needs to buy the player's handbook probably too, right? So... Uh, yes, it is set forth in the player's handbook, the number of spells per level adjusted based upon wisdom, and a cleric can pray for any spell. He does not have a, he or she does not have a spell book and will be granted that spell as long as the deity or the deity's minion uh, seeks to bestow it upon the cleric, which usually happens unless you've done something terribly wrong. Survey says... Yes, you are correct. Very good. That's, I mean, that's basically, so I'm going to read this very quickly because it's a two paragraph thing. Wow. I think this question falls under read your books or, or yeah, they should have just said C, C player's handbook page, whatever. RTFM. Anyway, a cleric who is starting an adventure career has already spent a long time affirming and strengthening his faith as outlined in the DMG cleric spells of first and second level are obtained by inspiration. That is without needing the prior approval of a deity servant of the deity, such as the case of, mm. such as in the case of third or level or higher cleric assumed to be in good standing with his deity when he begins as a first level character is entitled to choose from all the first level spells up to the allowable up to the limit allowable because of the cleric's wisdom score three spells for those with wisdom of 14 more two spells for 13 and always at least one spell if the cleric remains in good standing with his deity which you mentioned the continued acquisition replenishes the first and second levels will be automatic assuming the cleric spends 15 minutes in prayer per spell level per day. Of course, they kind of assume that you've rested, but they don't say that there, which is in the DMG. However, the DM must constantly assess the relationship between the cleric and the, his deity transgressions by even a first level cleric should not go unpunished, but that punishment always be meted out, uh, or meted out, or meted out, M-E-T-E-D, is it meted? I think meted, meted out, right? Meted out. By mortal servants of the deity, higher level clerics. Ooh, that's interesting. The, you must be punished. As punished... <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh no! Now I have an image of James as a high. Le- Don't ever let James become a high level cleric. You must be punished, acolyte. It's not, not good. I just had an image of the Fruit of the Loom commercial again. Where are your sacred Fruit of the Looms and enter the chamber of woe? Come here to be punished. Where, why are you in your underwear? Oh no! Yeah. No, that's horrible. Transgress. That's the puppet. (laughs) Show me what the high priest did with the puppets. No, no, that's terrible. (laughs) Whoopsie. Oh no, that's not good. That's that's all bad. Okay. All right, back to the show. All right. Oh, the humanity. Oh, humanity. Anyway. <laughs> As punishment, a low-level cleric might be forbidden to use a certain spell or all spells for a length of time, though this must always be decided by the DM. Low-level clerics should remember that even though they don't have to ask for first or second level spells, they aren't always automatically tied to receive them if they don't remain wholly faithful. So mm-hmm. Always being judged. Always. That's right. You're always in judgment. And I'd forgotten that first and second level is through inspiration, right? So it's not then it's like you move up to the um, the minions, and then it's to the deity. And if you don't have if your deity is like a lesser deity, this can cause you problems ultimately because you can actually tap out on your spells. So if you're a power gamer, you should always pick a greater deity. Well, and and you have to have a high enough wisdom because eventually, if you don't have a high enough wisdom, you can't. I don't think you can get certain um, mm-hmm. spells as well in the player's handbook. So, all right, that was good. That was ridiculously funny. All right. Let's start with the next one. The next one says, If a monster is attacked by the cleric who turned him, will the monster fight back? This is a wonderful question, and I'm so glad that Sage Advice answered this question. Uh, the answer is, is yes, they will. And what was, I think was interesting about it is there may have been a reference to the DMG about where it suggests that, though I don't think it was so clear in the DMG. But the answer, the answer in this, if I recall correctly, is so. You, yes. You've read these answers before. You remember them from I back told, then? Yeah, I remember this question. Well, this wow. it's a big one, right? Good for you. This is a big one. Well, and yeah, this is how you, and this is how you play it. That's that's very good. I like it. Yes, the answer the answer is yes because they will they will try to defend themselves from being they're scared, but they're going to defend themselves from being killed just like anyone else would. Right. So congratulations. That is the answer. Wouldn't you? The answer starts. Of course, the monster would fight, but hostile actions of any sort, DMG page 66, will disrupt and negate the cleric's effect, effect on the turn creature. However, the monster will not necessarily continue to fight. Disruption only lasts for the round in which it takes place, after which the cleric may again attempt to turn the creature. So that implies that you would have to return them, that it, it breaks it, but you could turn them again. But that seems weird, too. Well, that's the way we, I think traditionally we played it that way. So I think people were playing it basically that way usually, right? I, I, I think most people would say that if you attack, it does, it quote, breaks the turn. Right, but this is saying you could return them. I don't, I don't remember us oh. trying to do that. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. That's interesting. So, yeah, you, you can return. You said basically you were, you were done. I guess if you took, and I don't have the, the I mean, I have the D&D, so, you know. These books kill me. You know, that uh, we have to look them up, so. I don't think when I and I'm, what, what are you looking? At? I don't think the DMG really ever explained this very well, did it? Well, I'm gonna infer because it says you can keep turning until you fail. 
but you know the same group or different groups something to that effect. but i guess you haven't failed right that that's that was my point to that yeah but i don't remember the exact language uh let's see blah blah blah, blah. they have to turn this yeah it's a, this process can continue as long as the successful attempt is is successful in the cleric lives that's but again it's that's not in context so you have to read the whole thing that's kind of what the sentence I remember. All right, we've got a lot more to go, so we've got to keep going. Uh, question three. Even though a cleric can only receive new spells from his or her deity once per day, is it possible for a cleric to appeal to his or her deity for spells more than once a day if the first appeal is not granted? So there's the interesting, there's two parts that are mm. very interesting, but go ahead. What is your answer? Mm. Well, I would think that the answer is yes, though you are running a serious risk of the deity becoming very upset with you and taking action against you. That would be my guess. I don't, I don't remember this question, but that would be my guess. Um, I'm going to give you – I'm going to give you a ding-ding. Oh, so, okay. uh, well, he, they basically – well, anything's possible. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a cop-out. Cleric's chance of getting spells depends exclusively almost exclusively on how well he's getting along with the deity he serves. If a deity withholds spells because of displeasure with the cleric, praying for atonement would be the prudent thing to do instead of waiting, making the same request again right away. Of course, emergency circumstances can dictate extreme measures. A cleric may well just justify asking for replenishment of one or more spells twice in one day if, it's, if he's truly a life-or-death situation. Or if some other serious peril make it worth taking the chance of asking twice. If the deity doesn't agree, you can always get a simple no. But that's the part they do mention it here because he, the the querier makes the statement, which we have never played, but you could, which is you can only get spells once per day. Yeah. Could you? Okay. Can you read the question again? Even though a cleric can only receive new spells from his or her deity once per day, it's not explicitly defined in the DMG that you can do that. And then does he say, but if you don't get them? Yeah, what is, is it possible for a cleric to appeal his or her deity for spells more than once a day if the first appeal is not a granted? So it's kind of this, well, first of all, who's this DM that's saying, no, you're, you're not getting well, spells? It's the player. Have you seen the player? Yeah, well, the, but still, it's the DM who's going, you don't get any more spells because you're being a big jerk and you deserve No them. one, yeah, no one, well, I shouldn't say no one, I have no idea, but I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Right. Right. Every so always the cleric pick your spells for the day. I've memorized this, this, and this. And no one has pulled out the alignment graph. No DM has pulled out the alignment graph and said, okay, well, I'm sorry. There's, you need to roll to see if you got them. But so I think, because that was the question, right? So you, it's right. a no. You're, you're rejected. You're rejected and because then, of some transgression, is the idea, which I, I guess if you had a transgression, I, I think, and maybe because we were younger and I haven't had this issue, it's either you were. Goods with you were good with the de- with your deity, or you change alignment and you're a heretic. There was never, right? There was never this. Oh, that's a really bad thing. You need to atone. It always the you know the DMs are very binary. You know, I think when you're younger, it's a lot easier to be binary. Either things were great, or you you know, you killed the the orc baby, and that was a transgression, and now you're, you know, you're lawful evil or whatever. Yeah, but okay. So well, and right. I'm trying to look up recovery of spells, which of course I'm flipping and I'm turning and I'm flipping and I can't find it. But we and that's we never played that you can only do it once per day. I know there's some language about you know you have to rest each day, 
But basically, if you had enough time to rest, you could re-memorize spells. Oh, we did not, but yeah, because that's a, a little different question. If I understand the question correctly, it was, I want to get my spells. I don't get them. My deity's unhappy. Can I come back and ask again? Right. It sounds like what you're asking is, is, is the chart in the player's handbook a per day? I, well, in the DMG, like, yeah. The DMG? Or the, or the, the DMG says how long it takes daily acquisition of spells, 38. But it's daily. I'm, I'm pretty, I feel pretty confident that it is, that's for clerics, right? That's per day, right? The, the number listed is per day. So if you cast the spell, like, so first level cleric is what? Are they, are they one or are they higher than magic user? I can't remember. But, oh, I'm sorry? So, so for, I'm a first level cleric. So let's say I have t- three spells. Right, first if level you have spells. high enough wisdom, right. Wisdom. Once I cast those three in the day, it's done. Well. Right? I mean, I, I'm, it's over, right? I can't rest and I see what you're saying is you're saying as long as I've rested, it's like recharging a battery. I feel like somewhere, somewhere, I feel like Gygax said it's per day. Well, it, it may have, but under page 40, recovery of spells. Spell recovery, whether cleric, druid, can match, user, illusionist, requires about the same period of time. In order to pray and me- meditate for a new spell to replace one use it, or in, or in order to study and memorize such a spell, is necessary for the spell user rest and revitalize his or her mental faculties. When more and more spells are to be regained, the minimum time required to complete rest is usually required for the highest spell to be recovered. And then it you know, talks about if a cleric or magic user needs only to memorize first or second level spell, he only needs to sleep four hours plus 15 uh, and again, as many spells as entitled. On the other hand, a character in question wants to also wish to include a seventh level spell. It need ten hours. So it says here in this mechanic how much hours you need to do, but it doesn't say you can only do it once a day. And that's the question. I think it's. I'm, I I I feel it's definitely once per day. But I have nothing to cite. And that's why the, that's why that question, to me, was interesting. When he makes this assertion, even though a cleric can only receive new spells from his or her deity once per day, he made that assertion. But there's, I don't, I know for a fact we allowed people to rest more than that and get spells. Well, what's interesting is that even the, I, I, I feel somewhat confident that this does get identified at some point as once per day. But what's interesting is that I'm not sure it is actually clearly specified anywhere in the core books, which is interesting. So I can totally understand where, you know, if if you were just reading these books, you would come to that conclusion. Yes. Because that never says it's just once per day. I mean, I'm I'm sure I've read language where it talks about, you know, uh, because again, the idea is you adventure... You rest overnight, you get your spells back. That's the idea. But the practical thing is when, when the party, especially if they're lower level or even if they're higher level, they're trying to get through the dungeon. They don't want to rest because uh, you know t- the longer it takes, they, they hate wasting time. They get beaten up. They don't want to return to town because the DM, of course, resets the mm-hmm. dungeon and makes things move around. They hate that. So they want to rest as minimal as possible, get the spells back so they can keep fighting. So they go, okay, we're going to go away and rest for five hours to get their first level spells back. Right. And they, they're often doing it again. So Take a nap. I'm going to take right, a nap. Right. And, and if it's, you know, whether it's a cleric or a magic user, it doesn't say there. Now, there may be other things. I do recall seeing something about, you know, they're supposed to rest a day or something like that, but it's, 
written in that area where it says recovery of spells, there's nothing there. And the other supporting thing, which is not canon, is in many of the D&D video games, including the Gold Box, which came out a few years later, which was from SSI, you know, approved by uh, Dungeons & Dragons, you could rest, you can keep resting as, as whatever the minimum is to recover spells. And, and now whether that was a concession to make the game go faster, the video game, that could be. So I don't have a good answer for that. But we, we, meaning I, have always allowed if they have rest. But it certainly would make it a little more challenging to folks if they couldn't, they had to wait a day because basically they would have to go in and then say, okay, well, we got wrecked. We don't have any spells. We're going to have to go back. Well, or just, or yeah, I guess you could spend 24 hours in the dungeon. Well, it's kind of weird, too. I mean, it is so at midnight when the clock strikes midnight. Right. Now you can get another one. Right. So can I go to I go to sleep early? I wake up at midnight, and now I can do another one. Right. Well, that's the whole once a day, anything once a day is always a little challenging. Is it twenty four hours when you cast it, or is it once a day? You know, is there a divine tow, divine thing? Uh, you know, divine clock. Yeah. So anyway, that's that one. I don't. We have to spend that much time. If people have something in the comments, we can always update it later. Ready for your next one? I'm ready, sir. How much area may be caused to glow by a light or continual light spell? That's the first part of this question. Actually, there's three, <laughs> three parts of this uh. question, so you may want to write this down. <clears throat> Do the cleric reverses of these spells blacken 4 inches and 12 inch diameter sphere, respectively? If so, what's the good of darkness 15 foot radius? Well, so for question number one, why is it not simply answered? I'm assuming it's not simply answered in the spell description because there's area of effect. The question, what's the area of effect for light and continual light? Why wouldn't it simply be described? Well, it says, how, first question is, how much light may be caused to glow? How much, excuse oh. me, how much area may be caused to glow by light or continual light? That's the first question. And then do the cleric reversals, reverses of these spells blacken 4 and 12, respectively? If so, uh, what is the good? What is what's the good of darkness fifteen foot radius? That's it's a it's okay. almost a you know a logic thing. This assertion, this assertion, and this conclusion. Okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna be guessing at this. So I, I don't know the answer number one. I would only I, I guess there's some question as to what is 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 what how, how light it is. I mean, I I assumed it'd be answered in the spell in in the area uh, that is lit. On number question number two, so I know you told me to write this down. Question number two is, uh, what's the point? Uh, oh, is the reverse? I would think the reverse. I'm just guessing at this point. Assuming it says reversible, I'm assuming if it is reversible, it would be darkness. And the third one, I guess they're probably just sort of making up a reconciliation as to what. I don't know why you can't have multiple spells. Do I assume that, that this is better than that's now like a lower level spell that's better than the darkness spell? That's all. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jane. I'm not prepared for this. I didn't study this chapter. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. You got. So. You uh, see size? I'm at light. Yes. I, this is an interesting three-part question, they said. So congratulations. This was mm -hmm. part 
two answers part one, and part three doesn't seem to make sense. Okay. okay. Yes, the reverses of the cleric spell light and continue life would blacken globes of that diameter, the same diameter as the globe of light formed when the normal version of the spell is cast. Nothing beyond the 4 or 12-inch diameter sphere of light or darkness would be affected. That is, the light sphere doesn't glow or give off light to the area beyond the limits of the sphere. Oh, can I stop you there? Oh, I see. I get it now. So in order, is it like a light bulb? So, the, so that question was, are you just lighting? So you, can you just see something, or is it like a light bulb, which that, it'll then illuminate like a room? Right. That's right. Okay. Got it. Okay, sorry. Oh, well, apparently, thank you, Rob. Uh, not our Rob. Uh, apparently, they are, they are D&D puppets with, that are anatomically correct. I'll just say it that way. We're behind the times. Thank you. Oh, 40 years behind. Uh, so that's, that's what it says there. Then, nothing beyond the 4 or 12 diameter sphere of light or dark would be affected. So yes, it basically, yeah, it's not a giant 40-foot light, 40-foot light. It's a, it's a light that illuminates out to 40 feet, and the darkness would do the same thing. It's extending and making the lights. It doesn't, it doesn't radiate darkness out. Yeah, it's just dark. So Right, and it's just light. Okay, right. So that, that I mean, that makes sense, because why else would you have a glow? I mean, you just... I mean, it, oh, but wait a second. Don't you put, is continual light the one that you put it on a... Yes, you put it on a, a coin or something. A coin or something. Yes, absolutely. So, so the light spell is two inches. So that's... that's two inch radius. Two, so that's two foot radius? 20 foot. 20 foot radius. So that's pretty good. Which, is, so 40, it's okay. so which it's, is 40 foot diameter. That's why I said 40 on it. Oh, right. So 40 foot. So that's not bad. That's like a what? It's like a torch or something? I know there's a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit less than a torch. Okay. All right. I got it. All right. Is continual light the same? So it just continues. Continual light is bigger. It's 60 foot radius. 60. Okay. Got it. Okay. So it's, it's in between a torch and a bullseye lantern. Okay. So basically the idea of in the darkness, when you're... If, Within the 120 feet, there would be darkness, which is great. And again, they negate each other. So if you had a continual light hit a continual darkness, they would cancel each other out. And you would go back to the default. So the third question is, if so, what's the good of the darkness 15-foot radius? Which it's just a very good question because why would you cast that? It's a second-level spell or something. Well, this, uh. this is the part where you got ro- not wrong. You just didn't have an answer. No, because I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I figured there was obviously something that it was probably would the light would be better. But okay, yeah, go ahead. I'd like, I'm interested in the answer. So the answer is, well, the clerical light spells can be reversed, but the magic user spell cannot. So there is no duplication of the sort of the, uh, that the question seems to suggest. Oh, well, oh, so the magic user, oh, does the magic user have light? Oh, it does. The magic user's got continual light and light as well. Well, Apparently it's not reversible. I haven't looked at the book. Oh, it's not reversible. So there you go. That's what we found out today. That's very interesting. So the magic user, oh, so the magic user has right is 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 worse than the cleric in this regard. It doesn't have like it's got, it doesn't have like the little button that you can right, switch exactly to, to do something different. He the, the poor magic user he or she would have to pick both continual light and darkness, and the cleric is like, 
well, I can just pick well, like they have to, my well, light. Well, again, we have always said, I'm sure I have to find the rule, you have to pray for continual darkness. You can't just pray for continual light and then turn it and say, I'm going to cast continual darkness. That's, I agree with that. That's a wonderful question, though, and I, that makes sense to me. Oh, so that's... So you have to, you have to know you're going to cast continual darkness. Because typically, the, oh, it's the yeah. evil clerics who have the darkness spells. But you could, as a good cleric, do that. But you, again, you're back to what's inspiring you to, to cast darkness. <laughs> so, 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 so the, so, okay, so the downside, <laughs> Grog Talk Under Dark. That's right. So, uh, so the downside then with, with is, puppets. so, re, huh? with puppets. That's right. What, what the real downside then is that the magic user does not have a good, as good a darkness spell, right. right? The cleric has a better, a more powerful darkness spell. Yes. Because it's the reverse of light and continual light, which is 40 feet, 60 feet in diameter. And the port. Now, this is radius, so would it be 30 foot diameter for darkness? For, for the magic user? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, okay, so, so the magic user. That's why we complement each other. I do the math, and you do the, the fancy words. Something. So, so, thirty. So, okay. So, they, so the magic user just gets the thirty foot darkness. The cleric just was it first level. First level. Yeah, right. first level gets a forty foot. Okay. Yes. Got it. If if they wanted to. Cleric better darkness. Okay, that was, that was okay. That was a good question. Questions. Okay. I'm Those ready. are good questions. So. Those are good questions. Um, and as far as uh. Uh, you know, I, and, and I've, we're reading the comments. Obviously, the Chamberlain is on, who we, we highly esteem. He says he would argue that you don't have to pick spells. Well, I'm pretty sure there's language uh, that's in there, but I've seen people play it either way, certainly giving clerics more latitude. I've even played with DMs who basically say, you don't even have to pick your spell. You can just pick it at the time of, uh, of casting. So, okay, well, I mean, you can do that. And, and, and there's, there's probably reasons why people do that. But I've, 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 particularly in the modules, I've always seen them memorize. They don't just say cure light slash darkness. They say, not cure light, cure light wounds, cause light wounds uh, there. So there may be a rule or not. With that said, you ready for the next one? I am ready. How long? This is, okay, it's back to good, good writing, if that's a thing. How long do the paralyzing effects of a glyph of warding peh last oh wow i i thought for sure you were going to talk about a ghoul yeah okay all right so and just to let you know that when the in the polyhedron in dispel illusion there is information given on how long ghoul paralysis lasts and you're like yeah we all know this it's everywhere right there's three different there's a monster card there's the spell illusion. There's Hamlet has it, and Hamlet's Gygax. This answer, I believe, was given by Gary Gygax, but that's I digress. So that would make it not only binding because it's polyhedron. If you actually follow that rule, which I'm not sure I want to, right. but it's Gygax. Okay, I have no idea. I did not st- really. You didn't tell me that Cliff awarding professor. <laughs> that, review, wasn't supposed, that wasn't supposed to be on the test. There was no PowerPoint during the review on Glyph awarding, and you stick that on the test. So, I didn't ask you what does 
the glyph awarding peh do? That would even be more painful. What is it? What do you mean glyph awarding peh? There's different. So if you go to, let's go to glyph awarding. Okay. Well, so first of all, what's your answer? How long does it last? Okay. I'm going to say it lasts, it lasts the same as, what do you think, kitten? <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, he's mewing. I'm going to say it lasts, I'm going to just say, um, how long does a glyph of warding? What's the question? What do you mean at last? You mean oh, how you mean, long do the paralyzing effects of the glyph oh, of warding? Oh, so the do of paralyzing. I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say. I'm going to say four to twenty-four rounds. <laughs> I heard a bell. You heard a bell and a ding. Do you want to try again? Four to twenty-four turns. You want to try again? <laughs> how, how long do we have? You have this. Uh, well, the, the point of this is it's the, the first line of this is that's up to the DM. So you can just put whatever you uh, want. If you want, no answer. If you want a recommendation, try one to six turns. Okay. I like recommendations. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. So, okay, sure. So you have no answer. So okay. you can go to, it's a second. So uh, first thing you need to go to, obviously, is the player's handbook. It's a second level or third level spell. And it, and it says the different types, but if you actually want to know what was on the test for DMs only, is on page 41, it has the glyphs and their pronunciations and what their effects are. And you see paralysis is peh. Oh. So this so is can, some advanced stuff. So you could, you could actually draw that, like on your door. Right. In your, would bed, be the your bedroom. Stay out, Mom. That's right. It's a glyph, it's a glyph of warding. You think anyone's actually drawn a glyph awarding on their bedroom door? Like when that would be amazing. If, if someone has a picture of their old bedroom <laughs> where they have a glyph awarding on, send it to info at grogcon.com. So, so where's the glyph awarding? What page on P- a player's handbook? Uh, the, the spell? Yeah. I, don't, I had it second level. Oh, we get to roll for find familiar. Remember? We're trying to find a familiar for the show. Oh, yeah. There was none in range last time. Don't you oh, remember? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. No, God, all right. Yes. And we also need a monster. Don't we need it for the uh, convention for GrogCon? We, oh, we would do that today? Or did we already do it? No, we didn't do it. We didn't? Oh, you, we, you, James, third, you promised. Third prom- level spell. You promised we could do it. <laughs> James, <laughs> you promised we could do it. No. You? Can we please? Sure, if that's what you want. Don't that's... make you turn the show around. <laughs> that's right. Okay. okay. So, um, page 47. James, I gotta use the restroom. Yeah, what page? Page forty-seven is in the player's handbook. Is the oh, word. I was in magic user. It's cleric. That's what I know. Glyph of warding. There it is. So yeah, so you can do a you can do a paralyzation, but it doesn't tell you how long you're paralyzed. Correct. Okay. This talks about how to do it. It says typical glyph shock. You can do fire, blind. Oh. You can even drain an energy level. It doesn't say how it really works. Then you have to go to, of course, you have to go to page 41. Explosion. Oh, yeah. Are blind? Like, how long are you blind for? Nope. Doesn't tell you. Correct. Oh, my God. Drain? Life energy level? That's, That's right. horrible. Do you know this? how to say that? Ehato. That's, so when you, you have to say that? What page are you on? Page 41 of the DMG. So I like the shocking one. Though, like, I can I put it on stuff so, like, you touch it, and it's like like one of those shock things. Yep. Well, that's, that's interesting. That's lightning. Le. That's horrible. Or fire. Fa. Cold. K. 
blind, pe, paralysis, pe. Okay, as, the, as to the design and the names of Glyphs of Warning, design your own. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, so maybe we have a, maybe Rob for Flipping Attorney can have a design your own glyph. As to the design and names of glyphs, design your own or use an encyclopedia to find interesting alphabets to use. So this is what, so that's what the glyph looks like. So, I mean, that's what you're drawing on the door. Yes. And I don't think, well, let me go back. Now we have to go back to the player's handbook. So these are the names. Correct. Oh, so Pat. In the Greyhawk, in the Greyhawk thing. It looks like stick figures. So you could have these like on the back of your car, like instead of stick figures. You have a little glyph awarding. I thought we did glyph awarding. Well, I know it's been so long. Detect trap spell will see the form of the glyph. If detect traps will detect it, can you use, can you use remove, I know we've had this conversation, can you use remove traps to remove a glyph of wording as a thief? Uh, mm, that's, that is a good question. We've had this conversation because it says now in the player's just, handbook. Now just literally, this, you know, this is my fault for our listeners, whoever's left now, I'm not even sure if anyone's left. He, Dan asked, can we do sage advice? This is his favorite thing. And I said, sure. <laughs> And now, <laughs> now, you're, now you're regretting it. Okay, all right. Moving I, on. I would so, not. I would say if you're a low level cleric, I mean low level thief. No, high level thief, possibly. Okay. Because here, here's you know how I do it. Can you read languages? Yet, can you read script as a oh, thief? Oh, that's interesting. So you think you could? Well, but it's a magical. Can you? You can't read. You can, the glyph doesn't that, appear, does it? I mean, you don't see the glyph. Well, we have to go back to the glyph now. Let's go to page forty-seven. A glyph of, go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Glyph of warding is a powerful inscription. Magic is drawn to prevent author, unauthorized or hostile creatures from passing, entering, opening. It can be used to guard a small bridge, but ward of entry, trap. trap. When it's cast, the cleric weaves a tracery of faintly glowing lines around a, warded, a warding sigil, sigil. For every square foot of the area to be protected, the one segment time is required, while the sigil itself is traced. A maximum of five by five area per level can be can be warded. When the spell is completed, the glyph and tracery become invisible. But any creature touching the protected area without first speaking the name of the glyph, which is why it's important, oh. has used to serve to, as a ward, will be subject to the magic it stored. So are you telling... Oh, those are the names? So if I come upon... So you can't see it. Right. But I'm, con- I'm, I'm concerned because I'm suspicious, because it's a treasure chest of a magic user or a cleric, whatever. So I cast a detect traps. You'll see the form of the glyph. So I'll see this paralysis symbol. Then, if I know that it's paralysis... You're not going to see remember, a paralysis symbol. You're not going to see anything. Once it's cast, it becomes invisible. But wait, oh, detect trap spell. No, no, it says on page 41, it says as a detect trap spell, we'll see the, so I've I've cast detect traps. Yes, yes, correct. I'm sorry. So all of a sudden it illuminates and there it is. Right. And then then they're all standing around going, hmm. I wonder which which, which glyph that is. You're trying to remember the PowerPoint slide from when you were an apprentice (laughs) and all that. I know we studied glyphs of wording. Do you remember that? You'd hope that the cleric has, if they've cast the spell or are able to cast the spell, they would know the glyphs that they could do, the sigils. So would you do it? So would you force the poor player? Would you just show the drawing? You're the right. DM. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you're just like, what? Here it is. And you're like, hey, man, give me a wisdom roll. 
I would know what that. This is that whole debate between what do I know versus what do my player player character right. know. Give me a roll. You're like, nope, this is it. And so, and then you'd have to know not only what it is, but to dispel it. So you'd have to. So if so, pass. So that's the word. Is that what you say? Mm-hmm. So you say it, and you cross. You can cross through. Correct. You can. Those are weird. Huh? But it, you can. But if someone else doesn't, then they bad things. So right. If you don't say the word. Right. It's like the secret. It's the password. But that's the password. See, I, well, wait, is that the word pe, or is pe. It, does it have another word? No, pe. Pe. Okay. So really, what you should just do is, shouldn't you just write down fe le ka be pe ihado, and then you just you say those all. Do you think you can? You say if you said one, and then you said another one, does it replace the first one, or can I say all of those? So do you like when you're in school and you're training, mm-hmm. any profession? Are you just like, okay, guys, let's do the glyphal wording. And, and you're like, everyone's like, fa, le, ka, be, pa, iha, do. Again. There's your song. That's right. It's a song, Jay. The glyphal wording song. The glyphal wording song. And then you just say all those and you go through? Or do you think you, you, it, that's only going to work if it was an energy drain? Because you've like replaced. But what you could just, can you just memorize all this? I guess if you're smart, right? You would. If you were smart, you would do that, which is why I think they put in the DMG, you may want to make your new ones because mm-hmm. yes. well, I think there's a glyph here. I just name them all. And it's not like a password where if you say the incorrect password five times, it blows up or it locks. Yes, I'm liking these glyphs. Hang on. I'm thinking wizard in the marketplace. What was the uh, glyph warning? Okay, explode. So yeah, so it just blows up. That's great. So you can yeah. make really cool glyphs of warding. Can I do them where like you're flayed? You you could do it's up to the DM. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be good for flipping and turning. New glyphs. New glyphs of warding! Exclamation point. Right. That's that could be. And there you go, folks. Rob Ritchie, you hear that? We need new glyphs of warning. Send, send in. Send in your your design. And also the name, right? The design and the name and what it does. Okay. Right. Oh, that's going to be horrible. I mean, it's going to be great, but I'm scared of what we're going to get. So, yes. I, so he keeps going. Uh, <laughs> there's no details in the 18D game rules on exactly which glyphs should be employed in the campaign or what their characterization characteristics should be. The glyph of paralysis, Pe, which is illustrated in page 41 of the DMG, along with some others, is meant as an example of how a glyph might appear and what its general functions might be. Other suggestions for typical glyphs are found in the spell descriptions of players' handbook. But players and DMs must take it from here, formulating all the special rules governing how severe and how long-lasting the effects of glyph are. So this is super fun. If you 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 memorize glyph rewarding, and then you have to figure out how it's going to work. So that's that's great. But that answers Please. your your question too. Of you can't just memorize them. You'd have. To, I would argue that each deity would have different versions of it. Because this just says, for example, right, these are here's examples. ones. So it's not even clear that these are the ones we got. I don't know if these come from Greyhawk or not. They are. That's my oh, They are? Oh, so, yeah, so these are just Greyhawk. So if we're not in Greyhawk, so you're not in Greyhawk, yeah, you have totally different ones. Make up your own. Have and, a lot of fun. And you could make ones specific to your deity. You could make ones, maybe mm-hmm. the symbol's different if it's in Elvish versus yes. Goblin. So just so to get around the thing of, someone having a laminated scroll of all the glyphs you could see the master thief yeah 
uh, oh, I, I can read magic and find traps. You, let's say you could argue, because later higher level cl- thieves can read magical inscriptions. Oh, okay. so if they can read magical inscriptions, that means they can read what a glyph of war, what well, the glyph. I, of war. I would combine that with find traps. If they made a find traps thing, Ooh. I would allow that because that's that, sounds, that sounds super cool. Well, now this symbol comes up. Now they have their scroll. You know, they're scrolled. They're looking through. Uh, what is this? Elvish, uh, yeah. you know, Orcish, and they figure out, oh, this is the glyph of, and you must say it in Orcish, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're all scratching their head, and this is this is associated with, yeah, this seems to be a glyph associated with Orcus. What could right. go wrong? Right, exactly. You go. You push the guy. You push the hireling. <laughs> go, hireling. Or just cast a spell magic. It'd be a lot easier. Okay. Or that. Okay. So that was good. So that was a good one. I like we still have oh God, 27 to go. 20, you mentioned one arc because there's actually a question about this. We don't have to do all of these. Oh, okay. Well, we uh, uh, let's do... Well, here. Here's a couple that are related to dead uh, okay. since we are going to talk about that. In previous... So we'll come back to... There's one... Uh, blah, there's one about cure wounds. That's very good. In previous clarifications is calm. Wow, that's never good when they have previous clarifications oh, and from the deities and demigods cyclic we know that elves and half orcs have no souls and therefore cannot be raised from the dead or resurrected we learn this and we're going to learn this we're going to talk about this later assuming we get through the show since raised dead and resurrection return the soul to the body it must reasonably follow that the reverses of these spells slay living destruction release the soul from the body does that mean that elves and half orcs are not affected by these reverse spells since they have no souls to release Wow, that's a that's a great question. That is a great question. I don't even have a good thing for that because it's. Hmm. I, I I'm going to give him a golf clap. For that. That's a good question. So this is a great segue into what we're going to talk about later. Yeah, because so we're on raised dead reversal. Is that what we're on? Can I look up the spell? I'd like to look up the spell. Sure. Is that fair? Because it's not answered, right? Because obviously, it's the an- I mean, was- they answered it. Right, but meaning it's not answered in the books, clearly, right? I'm assuming. I, I assume that's correct. What level is raised? Oh, there it is. Ooh, raised at so raise, level. It is reversible. Where is discussion of the reversal? I'm on page 50 of the player's handbook. The reverse of the spell, slay living, allows the victim a saving throw, and if it is successful, the victim sustains damage an evil cleric can freely use a verse spell. A good being absolutely certain that the victim of the slay living spell is evil and that his or her death is a manner of great necessity. So when the cleric casts a raised dead spell, he or she can restore life to a dwarf, gnome, half elf, halfling, or human. Yeah, so elf and half orc. This is a wonderful question. Wow. Okay, I think, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, I think, my guess is they're going to say it will kill an elf or half-orc, but I think it should not kill a half I I buy what this person is saying. If this is a soul-based spell, brings a soul back, it does not, I mean, I guess it could exit your, your spirit. I think it should not have any effect on them, but I think I'm not going to be... Uh, it's not going to be agreed with by Sage Advice. 
So this is now becoming a logic class, a debate or logic class, because mm-hmm. here, here's the answer. Good question, but your reasoning isn't, isn't quite sound. Oh, I've the, been insulted. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the unreversed forms of those spells do indeed return the soul to the body, but they do a lot more. They reintroduce biological, physical life into the body. Otherwise, a lifeless body with a soul inside would be just that, a lifeless body. The physical trauma that the recipient of a raised dead spell goes through is considerable, so much so that the revived person is weak and helpless and must rest to regain his or her former vigor. So it is reasonable to assume that an elf or half-orc struck by a sleigh living would undergo physical trauma to the same degree. And in in this case, the trauma is great enough to kill even a soulless being. Likewise, the trauma caused by destruction, which we talked about, because that was your favorite thing. What happens at Mm -hmm. the reverse of resurrection? Mm -hmm. You're turned to dust is something which no creature could endure and remained alive. The reasoning which suggests that a creature cannot be affected by the reverse of fell if that creature is immune to the unreversed form breaks down under a bit of examination. Many reverse spells are defined in such a way that the figure cannot possibly be immune to both forms of the spell at once. For example, should a blind character, obviously immune at least for the moment to cause blindness, also be unaffected by cure blindness? Of course not. There is no general rule which indicates that someone who is unaffected by one form of spell is automatically unaffected by the reverse of the spell. Okay. So, whether you believe that or not, that's what that's this thing. And so, raise dead. I mean, raise dead is the one anyway. You're coming back as a. This is like the zombie of the skeleton business, right? Well, that's the next one. What happens when uh, you, you you obviously read this at one point? What, what happens when when a resurrection or raise dead is cast on the undead? On oh, the undead. That's the next one. Well, isn't the raise dead? Oh, so wait. The raised, oh no! On. I'm t- oh, no! I was thinking of animate dead. Animate dead, yes. Right. No, raised dead is good. You're coming back. Right, right. Animate dead is bad. You're zombie or skeleton. Raised dead is you are. You're right. The soul is returning. Okay. Right. So the next question is, what happens to undead? So an oh, is there an undead? And there's a raise. This is this is a tough exam, right? This is tough. This was not in the review. You're like forcing us to think. I right. like it. Make connections. Extrapolate. Exactly. This is college right. level. This isn't high school. This right. is. This is like a senior level class. This is right. a senior level sage advice class. Um, okay. Because yeah, you know, everything else, you just read the book and you'll figure it out. I like those. Those are easier. Right? How many, how do clerics get their spells? What alignment is the paladin? <laughs> right. I can't, I can't figure it out. It's, it's like a, we were complaining about people asking those questions, and now I get these, and I'm like, wow, okay, this is hard. No wonder they, they chose to publish the other questions. That's what I would be doing, right? If we get the questions in, it's like, yeah, how do clerics get their spells? That's what I'd be answering. Okay, so raised dead returns the soul, right? Returns the soul, and, oh, the body of the person must be whole. Or they miss, will still be missing. Okay. So what happens if I am, well, I don't know why, so why wouldn't you're undead? So is it a dead body? Ew. So is that the problem? Is that your body, do I have to kill you first and then race you? So is the problem, I guess, that you are not quite dead, and so you're not a dead, the person has been dead, but undead, Undead people are dead. They don't have a soul anymore. Right? The soul's left, surely, right? They've just, they've, they've been raised. I, look, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. I got the last one wrong. I think that if you are undead, 
you're basically a dead body walking. You're just, you're just, you're simply animated. You're like a puppet. Nothing personal. I don't mean to insult puppets. I think, I think the pro that, puppet crowd is not happy, but go ahead. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, it is, this is the entertainment guild. This is the circus crowd. I just right. insulted. Exactly. Oh, can we have a, you got to have a puppet like skeleton or zombie. Don't you pretty surely you can find like puppet undead because yeah. everyone loves the zombie stuff yeah, now. Right. Puppet undead. Right. The undead episode. Okay, I th- I'm going to say that it would still, it would still. Oh my God! But you're coming back. Wait, don't you come back the way you were looking? Like if you're yeah, missing, it's raised ew, dead, right. ew. I think you come back, but you look like, you know, a zombie. That's what I'm saying. Right, this is a tough one. But yeah, I mean, it, the, 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 that one 12 word question, it's a six paragraph response. So I'm going to say it depends. Well, can but, I, before you get into the answer, can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. Is this exam, will you be grading this on a curve? Uh, yes, but you're the only one taking the exam. So you're the curve one. Is the class average an A? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a C. And um, you know, hopefully you'll do well in your other exams to bring up your GPA so you don't yeah. get suspended. What percent is this worth? <laughs> this is the this is your whole grade. This is oh great. This is the final. Is the, okay. Right. Yeah, we we I don't have to I don't give extra credit. There's no there's no makeups. This is it. Okay. So uh, the short version is I think you have to start with how long well raise dead only works typically um, you know, for the number of days that yeah. it is. Now, yeah. there is an exception to that because if I recall, a mummy, I'm not, I'm trying to scan this real quick. I think if you cast Ray's Dead on a mummy, it would be back. brought back to life, which is interesting. Uh, but just a mummy, so you can't do mummy. Ray's Dead on a zombie. Well, so let's so we'll start with the beginning. Hmm. That's the first thing. It stands to reason that undead can be resurrected as long as the living bodies had souls. But according to the spell description of resurrection, the cleric can resurrect the bones of a dead body. That is, there must be some part of the body available for the cleric to touch for the process of resurrection to take place. Any undead which is encountered as an immaterial, gaseous, or ethereal form could not be resurrected because there's nothing in the body to lay hands on, even if he dared to touch one. Wait, uh, wait, say that again. Wait, what was that again? Say that sentence again. What doesn't have a body? Like race. Race don't have a body. Spectres oh, race. Oh, right. Or like a ghost. So you can't. Okay. So you need a body. So you couldn't do a raised dead on a ghost. To, to, for the purposes of bringing them back to life. Okay. Now, there may be other reasons to dis- that you could destroy them, which we'll talk about later. Okay. But I can't. Got it. Okay. So you got to be corporeal. Right. Okay. And that's exactly. An undead creature which is corporeal, especially one which had retained at least a vestige of appearance it had in life, could conceivably be resurrected with a touch. Again, if the cleric is willing and able to stand the effects of that touch. It's worth noting here that the cleric who casts resurrection is incapacitated for at least one day afterward, during which the time the cleric cannot engage in combat. Unless some means is at hand to control the resurrected creature and save the cleric's skin, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Well, that's true. A further guideline is found in the Matsumau, description of ghouls. A human who is killed by a ghoul will himself become a ghoul unless a blessed spell is cast upon the corpse. And then he's just dead. The corpse then could be resurrected after being blessed. Logically, the same procedure blessed first raised later could be required for an attempt to resurrect any undead creature. Wait, why do I have to bless first? I'm confused. Well, Wait, that's why can't what it I just... says for ghoul, and he's extrapolating that for us. Why can't I? Why can't I just touch it? Because I don't want to touch a ghoul. Is that the point? Why can't I just cast raised dead on a ghoul? Because he's going to become a. Because 
it won't work. He, you won't kill him. He's, he's still a ghoul. Why? That's what it says. <laughs> it doesn't he's do corporeal. Anything. He is corporeal, but he's not. Because if he's, it's the same thing like raising dead on someone who's poisoned. If you raise dead and someone's in poison, they get poisoned, they die again. Once a ghoul, always a ghoul? Unless you, class, unless you cast Bless. Okay, wow. But, but then the thing is, if you ca- you know, but that doesn't mean if you cast Bless on a ghoul that they, they're not a ghoul anymore. They have to be dead. It's okay. A, it's the same thing of you've changed your state, which again, we're, we're kind of segueing to the death thing. Mm-hmm. When you're poisoned, you're dead because you're poisoned. If we bring you back, you're alive, but you're still poisoned, and then you'll die again. So right. you have to get rid of the thing that caused the issue, which in this case is the ghoul feature. Oh, I've got like ghoul talk, whatever. Right. Oh, it's in my blood. It's in my right. body. Exactly. I just, oh, I just become a ghoul all over again. Like, or I do it, and I'm like, I just become a ghoul all Eventually over again. you turn over to a ghoul. That's right. Oh, oh, because what caused me to be a ghoul, whereas if I'm a, I'm a zombie, now look, I'm not going to be a skeleton because you got to be... It's got to be within nine days. So we're probably talking zombies, uh, right? If you're, if you're ninth level, yep. So if you're a zombie, whatever made you, you were just, what made you become a zombie was simply that there was a anime dead spell cast on you. That's, That's right. no biggie. That was just a spell. It's not like it's in your blood. That's right. But I got you. But things that caused you. So if you became, you became a ghoul because you were attacked by and killed by a ghoul. Or a white or a specter or any of these. Because when you get drained and you're brought, you, you become... Oh, so so they're saying that's okay. So that's like poison. Okay, very interesting. Okay. Now, so there's some of the little controversial, but okay. Depending on the DM's interpretation of touch, it might be possible for a cleric to lay hands on, for instance, the immobilized body of a vampire without suffering the loss of two energy levels, which accompanies a vampire's hit on a victim. Since the vampire isn't doing the hitting or touching, he can't do any damage. But what about the mummy? Its touch inflicts a rotting disease on any hit. But it's logical to assume that anyone who initiates contact with mummy would also be subject to the disease. Since each type of it does at least slightly different from each other, there is no general rules which can be applied. Whether or not to require a blessed spell, whether or not to assess damage, these are up to left DM's discretion. Raised dead is a different matter entirely. So that was for resurrection. The spell description pretty well covers it. The vital parts of the body must be present, which rules out skeletons, any non-corporal and dead, and the undead creature must be in a non-alive state. For a length of time which does not exceed the limits of the spell's power, which we talked about. The Monster Manual gives specifics for such cases. Spectres, whites, and race will be destroyed by a raised dead spell. Unless they make a save versus magic, a mummy can be resurrected by casting cure disease followed by raised dead. Same kind of thing. But again, that brings up the interesting topic of I have raised dead and I, I want I cast it on the white to destroy him. Do I lose a level? And you know, we've we've talked about uh, Oh, because is it touch? Yeah, it's a touch. Oh, if you, if the, but that's what he said. The DM could decide, no, the creature has to touch you as an attack form to do a level drain, not just because you touch them, though all of a sudden you're, if you brush up against them, you don't get a level drain. Yeah, I understand that. Um, okay, so can we talk, the bless spell. Yes. They said you can use the bless spell on, you bless it's like a recipe. So I first, I bless the ghoul. I buy a ghoul. Right. And then I need to bless it first, like I'm right. prepping it. I, right. right? They say bless That's it right. first. It's like marinating it. Yep. Marinate it. Do I, so I bless the ghoul? Yeah. Is that right? Well, you bless the dead ghoul. Oh, I kill the ghoul. Right. 
Oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't see that, that instruction on the recipe. Yeah, that's Kill kind of step one, step one. Kill that, was, that was a disaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I kill, kill it's one. Like, it's like with the blowfish, right? The Japanese blowfish yeah. that kills right. you. You, know, you. You should probably take the, you now have to take the sack out, but you'll have to kill it at some point. You know, right, so. Oops, yeah, right. Okay, so buy ghoul, two, kill ghoul, mm-hmm. right? Right. Three, bless ghoul. Right. Four, resurrect or so. So then grandpa. So grandpa, grandpa was killed by a ghoul. Right. Is a ghoul now. He's a ghoul. Grandpa's a ghoul. Yeah. And so we want to get bring grandpa back. Right. And so what we need to do is we need to find grandpa, capture grandpa, kill grandpa, which is sad. Sorry, right. grandpa. Right. Kill grandpa. Bless grandpa. Raise or resurrect based on how long grandpa's been dead, undead, right? Right. Oh, wait. When do you die? Can I use raise dead if I just killed the ghoul? So let's say the ghoul's been around for, I don't know what the, the lifespan is for ghouls. Is it in the DMG, like lifespan? Can I be a ghoul, James? I'd like to play a ghoul. <laughs> or I say it's between ghoul and aquatic elf. I haven't decided. I'll let you know. Do we don't know the lifespan of a ghoul, do we? Do they die of old age? Undead die, surely, don't they? Well, and no, obviously zombies wouldn't because they're magically. Do ghouls have a lifespan, do you think? No, they, they're perpetual unless they destroy it. Okay, sounds good. No wonder there's so many. So what if – do you think – can I use raise dead as long as the ghoul – I've killed the ghoul within nine days or whatever? Or Yes. Okay, so you think that – okay, so because you think they're not actually – if you're undead, you don't think you're technically dead yet? I'm not dead yet? I see your point. So let's say the guy – died became a ghoul 50 years ago right yes i would allow that that would be super cool raise you i raise dead the clock starts ticking when i kill the ghoul right got it so why okay bless spell does not talk about this where does the bless spell come in and why the same thing like uh mending doesn't talk about the homunculus needing it that's okay it's in this thing of a ghoul i think you have to look at ghoul oh you think okay? Because you know, I also thought the bless spell is just kind of a boring kind of spell because it just—I mean, well, yeah, so it's mending. Remember, that's the classic. Yeah. That's why the Chamberlain of Australia is legendary. That's yeah. That's when we knew we had somebody associated with right. the show. He was a keeper, right? Legend. It is. It is legendary. I defer everything to him, even when I know I—I I don't agree with him. I still defer to him because. Was, Mm-hmm. That's legendary. The fact that he knew that mending was needed for creation of a homunculus. That is graduate degree research. Yeah. Immediately an honorary degree right. was bestowed upon him Absolutely. immediately. Right? He's like teaching the class. This is when you know, like, this. you don't want to ever teach students that are smarter than you, right? right. That's not as bad. Yeah, and this is what was happening. I'm teaching first level prestidigitation. <laughs> you can't even say it. Right. I can barely say it. And I'm um, <laughs> discussing the, all the spells and someone I mention and I kind of poo-poo mending and someone goes, but that's necessary for the creation of the homunculus. And the whole, you know, the whole students look at the guy who said it and then they all turn to you. Yeah. Right. And then they turn to the other guy and he keeps talking and they're taking notes. <laughs> it was like, Remember, like, back to school, which right, I remember, exactly, right where they right. Yeah, they're all, like, listening to him now. And you're like, hey, what the? I was watching online. Don't ask me why. But I was watching this guy. He's giving an econ lecture at MIT. 
And you know, you're you you're crazy smart if you're an econ no, professor at MIT. <laughs> It was quite riveting. You're crazy smart. Wait, you know, wait. It was funny. You were watching an econom, uh, uh, yes. econ lesson? Yes. Online? Yes. I was we're, curious. We're, okay. we're, we're leaving a pandemic. You no, are this, able to. This, this is years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. The first I... thing I want to do, yeah, the pandemic's over. Woohoo! Let's watch an econ lecture. Okay. And I'm the sorry. Students, you can see why I was confused. I understand. He was getting his, his, his calc wrong. His calculus were he was like struggling and the students were helping him. Because like how would you know you know, all your students are MIT econ majors? They're right. like insanely smart. I'd be like scared to death. Okay, but the point, okay, ghoul. All right, James, let's see if you're right. Well, Lauren I don't Dan, know if I'm right or not. I'm just telling you what it said in the thing. They feed on human and other corpses, although their change from human to ghoul has deranged and destroyed their minds. Oh my gosh, wait, James. What's your mind like then? If you're missing a limb. Oh my gosh! You come back with a deranged mind, because doesn't the doesn't the does resurrect you also keep you don't get your limb back? I know Ray's dead. No, res, you resurrection, you get everything back. If, okay, as let's long say it's Ray's dead. Part. Yeah, Ray's dead. Yeah. Is, is my, my isn't my mind still deranged then? Hmm? I, I I'm going to say the blessing fixes that, but you could certainly argue the other way that if you wanted to be you know you. Okay, let me see. There, there causes humans, blah blah blah, but not elves. What about half orcs? To become rigid, paralysis, unless it's saying blah, blah, blah. Any human killed by a ghoulish attack will become a ghoul. Oh, there it is. Unless blessed. Or blessed and then resurrected. Why do you say resurrected? Does that include raised dead yes, too, probably? Yes, I would yeah. say, yeah. There it is. You're, so you're right. It's like the Chamberlain rule. There's something tucked away. Okay. So, yeah. So then you you got to bless them. First, so that's another use for the blast spell. So you blast. And the magic circle of protection from evil will actually keep the monsters completely at bay, which is also very good because paladins, uh, you, you know, ghouls are scary stuff. So if you say you have that, you know, ten foot circle of protection, to, so there you go, folks. Okay. That was a good one. So that's why I said that's kind of hard. That that really wasn't fair. That was. I wasn't ready for that. Okay. That was a little more than you should have had to deal with. Thank you. All right. Well, that was pain. I mean, that was great. Um, <laughs> so now, which by the way, also in, we mentioned this on episode 50, um, excuse me, dragon number 50, we skipped from 49 to 52 because there were no sage devices to your point. They were in every month, but in episode uh, issue 50 of dragon is the chapel of silence, which you talked about oh. last time. I think it's a great little adventure. I saw I, the title. I got nauseous, and I skipped right past it because I didn't want to relive what happened there. Yeah, un undead goodness. It is undead goodness. So we are now moving on to, I know it's two hours in, random encounter. How about that? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So I have a question. Yes. Before we start. Oh, I can move over now again, can't Yes, I? you can. You can move over. Thank you. Uh, yes. We had talked about using the unarmed combat for flipping and turning. Mm -hmm. Are we prepared to do that today? I'm not prepared to do that. That's what I wanted to. I agree with you. I read it last night. Yeah. The Chamberlain did an outstanding job, but I think it would take us two hours to figure it out based on our level of prep. We, I think we almost need to do this offline at least once and then do it. Maybe we could do a tutorial with the puppets. <laughs> grappling. There was a lot of grappling. 
I think there was, well, when you said, what, what did you say? It's just come in, it's time for you to be disciplined. What did you say? I can't. That's right. Bit, huh? It's time to be disciplined. It's, and, uh, your punishment is due. Atonement must begin now. And it's like, right? And I see you in your, your, your fruit of the looms. Bring me the puppets. <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I envision a lot of grappling taking place. And overbearing. <laughs> yeah. And possibly okay. some pummeling with the puppet. Yes, indeed. All right, it's time for the it's time for the dorso roll. <laughs> I'm rolling. I don't like doing the Billy, Billy Isle thing. You know, that's flesh that for fa- my, flesh pole for fantasy. That's my first concert, <laughs> Billy Idol. That's a, oh, there's another parody song, flesh pole for fantasy. There you go. All right, dorso roll. Or that is Monster Man Two, isn't it? Yes. I don't even know our own rules. This is the problem with house rules. You forget your own rules. That's why you shouldn't do house rules. Well, but you have Okay, to. here, I have a question for you. Go ahead. So the back of the DMG says what? It's, it's all guidelines. Does it say that somewhere? I see a picture of yes. a succubus. Okay, afterward. And it's, it is the spirit of the game, not the letter of the rules, which is important. Never hold to the letter written. Okay? Does that mean that this is not a game? Don't games have to have rules? Isn't the definition of a game? Something that has rules. If I can change it. Okay, moving on. All right. Well, we're going to read that now? I, you can't no, just, we're not. You can't just throw that out there and then just drop that bomb and just. Okay, read the afterword. I've read is it, it afterward. It is, yeah, it says basically, but I don't, well, know, like, I don't remember the whole thing. Well, it is a game because the DM will decide what the rules are. What is the, what, well, let me ask you, what is the purpose of the afterword? I don't know. To tell, you, basically you, tell me everything I just read is you're, pointless? You're an author. Don't turning have... undead. Oh, there's a definition of turning undead. A process by where the cleric attempts to use his or her holy power to turn, influence, destroy, or damn. Wow. To damn? To influence? Oh, to, okay. How do you damn undead? What's damning? Damning is when you blow them up. That's kind of like when they explode, when you're high enough level... Cleric, good cleric, you know, they just... They, That's destroy. Yeah. Destroys before that. No, this destroy or dam. Oh, well, right. dam, damning may be bringing... So I think you can turn and destroy maybe demons. Or... Uh, and it's interesting because it says turning undead. Well, I guess it doesn't mention turning paladins too. So, So it's not a great example. Okay. All right. So I'll read the afterwards while we continue with what's what do I have to roll? Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm like I'm I'm like the kid with like like sees the squirrel. Oh, that's why you stopped. Never, never hold the letter to the letter written, nor allow some barracks room lawyer (laughs) to force quotations from the rule book upon you. That goes against the obvious intent of the game as you hew the line with respect to conformity to major systems and uniformity of play in general. Also be certain that the game is mastered by you and not by your players. That's what the intent of this. Within the broad parameters given by the AD&D volumes, you are the creator of final arbitrary by ordering things as they should be. The, the game as a whole first, your campaign next, and your participants thereafter. That's the important part. So basically, hey, players, you're last. There's three things that are important here, and you're last on right. the list. That's, Got it? To me, that's OSR. That is the true old school thing, which is the game is first, which your players should be interested in. Your campaign is next, and then your participants. And then you guys are last. And you guys are last. And if you don't like it, that's great. Have a nice day. You don't right? have to play this game. There's people begging to sit in that chair, sir. Right. That's right. 
I got people lined up wanting to be in my campaign. Exactly. So, okay. Very All right. Good. Sir, I need you to roll a D10. D10. Eight. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I like it. It is an aquatic random encounter. Oh. With, against the cave bear. This should be cool. I need you to roll. <laughs> sorry. I need you to roll a D6. Maybe it's a, a salmon, a giant salmon. We had a guard, didn't we? Right. I think we did. Four. Temperate salt water. Well, so the bear is wandering along, right? Comes mm -hmm. to temperate salt water. Now we got to figure out if it's the surface or the depths. This will be interesting if it's the depths. Uh, so just give me a D6. Three. It is at the surface, so this makes sense. Now it's, yeah, it's come, the dice do not lie yet again. He's thirsty. He ate a basilisk. Right. And he's thirsty. He's looking right. for salmon, like you said. All right. right. Now it is time, finally, for the D8 and the D12. Oh, because we're in the Monster Manual, too. I forgot. Yes. In the Monster I think we're supposed to be here. Yes, correct. Number four. Ten. Do you know four is a ghost ship? Wow. What does that mean? That'd There's no amazing. monster called ghost ship. No, but that's amazing. That is amazing. Ghost ship. The Sailor wow. in the Sea of Corpses. That's back to my the song, the other yes. party song. But unfortunately, you didn't roll that. No, I didn't. Dinosaur? What did you roll? Ten. Sorry. 10. James, mm -hmm. I know you're not going to be disappointed. I know you wanted ghost. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that button. It's coming. Okay? You ready? You got that same button going? Yeah, yeah. I, I know it could have been ghost ship. It could have been dinosaur. But don't worry, James. It's a merchant man. Ooh. James, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is so first edition. It's a merchant man. Wow. The merchant man. He, what is he swimming? He's like, he's nude. He's, uh, he's got his crew the loom on. He's got his crew yeah. the loom on. <laughs> the cave bear's going to steal his clothes. Well, we guess we have to go to Merchant Man. So, so the bear's got his clothes. Like, hey! <laughs> he's he's going to, like, rush Yeah, he's swimming. Bear. He's rushing out there. Uh, <laughs> he's out there swimming and yes. in his skivvies or less. <laughs> and he looks up. And there's a cave. There's a cave near near the ocean where he is. Yeah. And unfortunately, the cave bear left. He must have been making too much sound. Oh, or, or, yeah, or left some peanut brittle. Ooh. Right. Or some food. His iron rations. His right. rations. Some He's washing his clothes. Simple sapple or some other. Yeah, was it some something that cave bears like? So. Peanut. Yeah. Well, like a jar of peanut butter. Okay. So it is a merchant. Hello, Mister Merchant Man. So we're in men. Yep. Which we think is used in reference to, like, men and women, right? It's just right. like man. Page 69, the merchant, merchants. James, what do you think? What's their frequency? Well, I look, I'm sure it's common. Yeah, of course. I love this, though. Can we roll for this? Number appearing, 50 to 300. Can the cave bear fight 50 to 300 merchants? Well, and... and Based on this, there's probably going to be, I don't know, 150 of them, plus or minus. So, so you know, he may be somebody. So somewhere somewhere is this caravan, and he's strayed down. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a swim. That was a big old Oh, he just never comes back. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Like, what but, happened to him? Well, we maybe, can't wait any longer. He went off the caravan, and he, so had to, he had to go relieve himself. Maybe he's over by the water to... Oh, yes. He's like, I'll be right back. Right. Anyway. Oh no! So he's oh my god! He's in a, what you're saying is he's in a vulnerable position. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, humanity. It's literally. He never saw it coming. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. 
All right, so he's he's taking a leak. Or worse, that's right. He drops his drawers. Drops his fruit of loom down. (laughs) Drops his fruit of the loom. He's taking a leak. Or worse, or more. All right, so one to six hit points. You know, that's not bad. I mean, he's better. He's a a hardy soul. Okay, so, oh, oh, no, I'm this dude. I'm the hunted. So I'm going to roll my hit points. Ready, James? It's one to six. Yep. Oh, I have six. Nice. That'll I'm be hard. helpful. I'm never in my lair. I'm never at home. You're constantly, you're traveling, man. I am. I never leave. Okay. So my intelligence is very, wow. Very, very to high. high. That's yeah. it. They're smart. You obviously smart not, obviously not smart enough. Yeah. You're from 11 to 14 intelligence. That's good. What I like is that I'm neutral. All I care about apparently is money. Right. Right. Okay. Trade in goods and like merchandise. Exactly. I'm like Anya in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Merchants are, as the name implies, traders in goods and like merchandise. What am I trading, James? Uh, goods and like merchandise. Oh, they can't be any more specific than that? Uh, spices. So, okay. We're spice merchants. Yes. Uh, these traders travel in caravans, pack animals and or wagons from city to city in order to do business. So they are found nearly every – do you think would, would a traveling circus would be considered merchants? Probably not. Uh, it would be a caravan. I think there's a caravan. Well, I'm in a caravan. Okay, I'll move on. Only 10% of any band of merchants will actually be tradesmen. I would say yes. Of the ones that we had here, unless you're going to say a dervish nomad, which would be caravan too, this would be the best to use. So, so you so, Okay, so this is, the, uh, this is the circus. This could be a circus, right? Circus, the spice and circus caravan. Right, right, because we don't make a lot of money from <laughs> – Circus does circus is just to entertain people, exactly. Right. Only ten percent of any. Do we have the uh, flesh pole with us? Of course. Only ten percent of any band of merchants will actually be tradesmen. What does that mean? Oh, the balance will be. Oh, guards. Ten percent will be. What's a drover? D R O V. I don't know. I assume they're the people who like the trade. They're the the teamsters, the ones who actually drive the vehicles. Oh, you think they're like a guild then? Like we hire them out, like to be drove, like the Drovers Guild, Uh, and we hire them out under the contract. Yeah, I don't. uh, What is a drover? What do okay? Well, you look up drover. Eighty percent will be a drover in Australia. Is obviously I could we could have waited for the Chamberlain. Typically, experienced stockman who moves livestock, usually sheep, cattle, and horses. Oh, okay. On the hoof over long distances. Okay, so we've got some. uh, so they're handling the cattle animal. rustlers, yeah, cattle wranglers. James, roll me a ten-sided, please. Two. Oh my! We're, it's a drover because it's first ten percent. We're going to be the trades. Oh, 10% I see. Yep, yep. The balance we're a drover. Be, yeah. So this is this poor guy. He's a drover. Right. Maybe okay. he ha- maybe he has some sheep with him while he goes squats down and brings. What's happened is he's he's taking the sheep to get a drink, mm-hmm. and while they're doing that, he's. Dropped his pants and let, right. let, let, let the load off and get assaulted by the cave bear. Because the he's cave bear is coming out for the sheep. Yeah, he's, you're right. He's watering. He's watering the sheep. Yep. That's right. And he's going to take, yeah, so he's going to relieve himself as well. I love this. The guards, well, sorry. They, he's not a guard. Unfor- unfortunately, we did not, we do not have a, wow, 6th, 11th level guard leading. Wow. Uh, so, no, we've left the guards. For every 50 persons in the merchant caravan, there would be 10% chance for a magic user. Well, I think that ship has sailed for us, right? Because we're yeah. a drover. Yeah. We're not a magic user. Correct. We're not a thief. What am I, undercover? <laughs> all, 
<laughs> all the lead, don't let a thief into your caravan. All the leaders, guards, and special characters will be addition to no, no, we're not that. Okay, the mercenaries guarding a caravan will be mounted armored. So, am I? If I'm a drover, do I get to roll? It doesn't sound like a drover would be in chainmail with a pole arm. You have nothing. You have nothing. Oh my god, my fist. Right. We need to do grapple. Oh, this is gonna be awful. This can be a. This is going to be like that scene in that movie. Right. That the, uh, Leo, about. Leonardo DiCaprio we talked about. Yes, this, this is, is literally we are re- re- reenacting that. Leo. We are. So I'm Leo. Hey, I'm that guy. Who was that guy who was at uh, USA Con? Wasn't he Leo? I think so. Yeah, you're right. There was okay, Leo. Okay, so, so this guy, is this, is this wrong for this to be his name? Leo? Absolutely. Well, it's not. Con, or it could be Hugo. Just... I mean, we could have, you know, we do have these, the, uh, our dear friend, from who who does our Hugo illustrations on Leo Volin? Leo Volin was the guy for USA Con. Oh, really? So okay, so this is Leo. All right, all right. A caravan of merchants will have various sorts of treasure. Yeah, we have Adrian on. He's our standing sword of Oakland, who does I, our Hugo ones. I love when they give stuff. This is like when 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 Gary lists the treasure that the caravan has. Basically, Gary is Gary is inviting. What to happen? Right. For for the player characters to assault the caravan. Pack animals. Okay. They'll always be all right. So there it is. So we are a merchant. Right. And we're going against a cave bear. And we're going against a cave bear. Okay. Which moves so I, as fast as the. So we'll have to see if he's surprised. It it may be over. What does what damage does do we have damage for a fist? Yeah, it's one to three. It is. Because it's in, it's actually One has a two. weapon. Yeah, it's a weapon. I think it's, it's what open. Yeah, you know, where is it? Fist or open hand? I sure hope I. Know. Okay, so we know we're not doing AC. We should start doing AC adjustment. I know we don't do it because the cave bear's not armored. Speed factor of one. No space required. Where do you? Um, where is that, sir? I don't doubt you. Mm, and I it's don't either see one or two or one or three. I'm really not going to worry about it because you're not going to hit and you're going to be dead. So I like. I like to learn. I like the learning. I mean, school professor. Yeah. You're like, it's not on the exam. Don't worry about it. That's right. What's on exam? Glyph of wordings. Pay attention to what I tell you. It's not. Yeah. Last time you said, yeah, it wasn't on the review and then it was on the exam. It's not listed here. It's not. Because you're supposed to use unarmed combat, which is why we have to use the, the thing. But if he's punching too. Oh, are you serious? I got to use pummeling is punching. That's, Oh That's, my god, so if I get an attack, I have to go to the pummeling chart? I think so. Because we haven't read the new one, we gotta go, well this is, by the, we gotta go to pummeling. Yeah, are you actually uh, gonna attack the bear? That's probably not smart. You have you one, sure. you have one chart. Well, are you in the water? I guess you sort of in the oh, water. I'm at the edge of the water. Right. right at the edge of the water. Right, you're at the edge of the water. You're Who would have thought I would have been killed by a bear? Okay, alright. Let's just see what happens, because I'm probably not going to last very long, am I? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look up exactly what it is. But yes, if, if you're going by the book, you're using unarmed combat. Pummel. Yes, we're going to do that. have to do that, James. And But I don't think it's ever going to get to that, because I think you should get a pretty good ch- surprise chance. I'm, I'm relieving Compromise. myself. So there's some noise, right? I mean, you know, I may not even hear it coming. Right, well, I'm going to give, well, I, I'm not going to, ch- I'm going to make my surprise. I could still get surprise in a one. You can get surprised on a one and a four. How's that? Right, meaning right. So, so, 
So I roll to see if I'm surprised, and there's a one in four chance I'm surprised. And I still have a one in. I still could be surprised that you would actually be dumb enough to be squatting down in by Wait, my lair. Which one's happening? Wait, now we got to roll to see which one's happening. What do you mean, which one's happening? Wait, well, you said I'm squatting. Oh, you don't think what you're squatting? What am I doing? Well, you you can pick whatever body function you want, but still. One, two, one. or three is the four, four, five, or six is number two. Okay. okay. Now it's number one. Okay, so you, you've turned your back and you're looking at the water. <laughs> So, I, so I'm going to turn around at you. There's a cave bear. Exactly. Here, let me roll my surprise. He's not surprised. Um, I'm not. I rolled a five. Okay, so you're not surprised either. Now I have to roll distance. Three. So you are, we're, we're 90 yards away. Oh, so I'll have time to, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a big choice to make, aren't I? Yes. Okay, all right. Let's roll for initiative. Well, here's the thing. Mer- the merchants will always be mounted on s- very swift light horses. But I've gone down to the right. I mean, well, is the horse, I my is, horse. Oh, well, that's the question. Maybe the horse is getting water too. I'll give you a fifty percent chance the horse is drinking as well. I assume you're not peeing off the horse. You'd actually get off the horse and pee. That would be weird. Yeah. Right. I mean, that'd be rude to the horse. Right. A two. So you have so the my- horse. Okay, the horse is with me. The horse is with you. You okay. hear a sound. You see a cave bear. It's not a bear that's charging towards you. That's what he's doing. What's your action? Just to let you know, the horse's name is Apple Butter. Apple Butter. I'll, I'll write it's kind this of a brownish. Down. What's the guy's name? Uh, Leo. Leo and Apple Butter. Apple Butter? <laughs> apple Butter. Have you ever had Apple Butter? Yes, I've had it. I'm not a fan, but I've had it. <laughs> Who wouldn't like Apple Butter? It's Apple and Butter. Right. Isn't yeah. it? I guess. I I'm not sure it what it is. All right, Leo and Apple Butter. So, you a lot of sugar. 90 feet away. Oh my gosh! Okay. Ninety yards away. Excuse me. The, the the bear is charging. What would you like to do? Okay. Well, I'm going to have. Okay, I'm going to try to get on my horse. I'm and I'm not. Oh my god! Are my pants down around? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get on my horse, but my pants are down around my ankle. So you'll have to judge that. I'm ch- I'm jumping on my horse as fast as I can. I'm leaving those sheep. Okay. So I'm rolling initiative. Aren't I supposed to attack you though? I rolled Two. a. I rolled. Wait, I think I already rolled. I rolled a. No, you didn't roll initiative. You rolled surprise. Okay, I wrote a five. All right, so you have initiative. So I'm going to say that uh, you, you're going to basically tr- grab, you're gonna, what are you going to try to do? You're going to try to grab onto the horse and tell him to ride quickly away? Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I need to time out for a second. Isn't the rule supposed to be we're supposed to have combat? I mean, isn't that the rule that you're supposed to fight? I mean, we've had, have we ever had creatures run? Yes, the member of the Night Watchman. He ran away from the, from the uh, Keiko demon, whatever it was, the Charon demon. Okay, so you think running away is acceptable. It's, that's part of a combat. That's, it, that's so first edition. This is so first edition. That's exactly okay. right. All right. If you, listen, well, first of all, it hasn't happened yet. We, you still have to make – I'm going to say roll 3d6. Got to figure out his dexterity. And well, you also, when I say can we do this, you, you, you've already forgotten what you read in the afterword. You're supposed to tell me to shut up. It's your yeah. rules. You're the DM. Well, I'm, I'm allowing you to describe your action, and I'm deciding how that's going to be adjudicated. You yeah. cannot challenge my ruling. That's what it's basically. Got it. You can't tell me on page 27 the rule says this. But I'm a rules lawyer. Well, I'm lawful neutral. Yeah. It's the, These books kill me. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's I am, nothing. Yes. I am not pulling up my pants because I don't think – oh, wait a second. Oh, my God. Wait, no. No, I got it because I got it. No, yes, because I've got to get – I gotta be able to get my foot over. Yes, I'm pulling up my pants because I think I need. To, yes, because I don't think I can sit on a horse with the pants around my legs. I'm pulling up my pants as fast as I can. Okay, which is which? Now, what's what's the worst image? Me and the Fruit of Loom dancing tutti frutti, 
or you with your pants down, straddle, straddled over a horse, r- riding away? It's Both? not me. It's Leo oh, the Merchant. Well, we, we've everyone's putting you in that situation. You're you're Leo. Leo the Drover. I'm the king. That's right, Leo the Drover. Holy <laughs> Drover. Okay. Oh yes, Leo. No, it's Leo the Drover. Like the Dro- uh, yeah, the Leo the Drover. That's right. Leo the Drover. Found I'm from very Eastern European. Queens. Okay. <laughs> I work at Wendy's. All right, roll 3d6. Let's figure out okay. your decks. All right. A three, a four, that's seven, and a three, ten. Okay, so if you roll under a ten, you are successful. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, my 20 sides appeared. A one! Oh, you, you easily launch yourself and you tell Apple Butter, ride like the wind! <laughs> Yes. Okay. Now, so now I'm down at the ocean, so I don't know what the terrain is like. I mean, oh, I could just be like riding on like I could be like who is that guy from those Harlequin novels? I'm riding down the beach. Right. No shirt. No shirt. Flowing in the air. <laughs> Leo's a stud. I'm rolling my charisma. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Ooh, a one. Yeah. A five. Hold on. Six. Nine. No, not not exactly, that's, Fabio. Yeah, you're not Fabio. Okay. I'm riding down the beach. <laughs> so uh, I, now I have to figure out how many segments that took because the bear starts charging. He moves at 12. He's dealt, It's outside movement. He's a bipedal creature. We're, we are learning. We are going over everything here. This is so advanced work. Charging yeah. for a quadrupede outside, the movement what? is not doubled. Where did you learn this, sir? Ah, there you it's go. like a graduate seminar. This is so first yes. edition. I keep forgetting yeah. it's not double movement. That's only indoor. Charging outside follows a different rule, and it's different depends if you're bipedal or quadrupedal. Okay. Charging. So I have to go find Let that. Let me know a page when you get there. Oh, uh, charge, page 66. That's, that's probably it. You got uh, it. I lose the index, sir. Very good. Your movement outs, outdoors at the bottom of 66. Movement rate outdoors. Movement bonus for charging in normal outdoor settings is 33% of base speed for bipedal creatures, 50% for quadrupeds. You're a quadruped, right? I'm a quadruped. What's TSR's swords and spells? That, I mean, we Compares- talked about that last time. That was like that, um, not last time. We talked about it before. It's some kind of uh, game Okay. that they were pimping at the time is during D&D time. Uh, you know, I'm sure someone's going to bring it up. Okay. So you get 50%. So you're not... So I move it normally at 12, because I'm a cave bear. So I'm moving at 18. Got it. So what that means, we are 90 feet away. So in five segments, the bear will be next to the the horse. Uh Uh-oh. So we have to do... Wait, so a merchant? Now, no, I don't have anything with with a merchant. I mean, I don't have like a whip. I have nothing. I have no weapon of any you have, kind. You have a staff. You have a staff because you're a shepherd. You have a cook. You have a oh, shepherd's okay. crook. You're a drover. A, sh- a, a shillelagh. Okay, you can have a, a shillelagh. You can have a shillelagh or a shillelagh. A shillelagh. <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. Good. I got it. All right. Good. I have a shillelagh. I have a shillelagh. Okay. I like it. So okay. we, so now I have to figure out, it's going to take him five segments to do that. How long is it going to take you to, to pull your pants up, get on apple butter, and start moving? Well, I, don't know I would say me. that's probably... I rolled, I rolled a one. You rolled a one. You rolled a one. You rolled a one. And because you rolled a one, I'm going to say you did that. 
you were successful. If it was like a 10, I would have gave you a 50-50 chance that he mauls apple butter before he starts running away. So, oh, so you, you're saying I'm getting away. You're getting away. You rolled, you rolled a perfect. You literally, what happened was you're peeing. Well, the other thing is your pants aren't down. Potentially, they could only be down to your ankles. I don't know how you pee. I mean, you don't, I, I assume you don't have a, you know, a slot, those medieval pants. That's right. The food I, in the loop. I mean, are you really dropping them all the way down to, Does to pee? Has anyone ever used that slot? Okay, that's a different discussion. This is so first edition. So I, I assume you just put them partly down, or you may kind of just split your pants between your shirt and your doing your thing you hear the roar you pick them up you leap onto apple butter and yeah you're gone but you know what james Mm -hmm. i'm going back you know why don't you because you're insane but go ahead i can't i can't leave if you pick up all those sheep i'm going back all right well so you you have now taken off now i have to decide because this is like food basically he has food you have dropped food He's pursuing wait, you. Wait, I didn't get to declare action for the sheep. <laughs> Aren't they running? No, the sheep are sheep. They're, <laughs> they're not very there. smart, are they? No, they're not smart. Mm. They're like every sheep I've ever seen. They're dumb. Does the Monster Manual two have? The Monster Manual two has stuff like this. You know, like cat. You think yeah, it has a sheep? I'm sure it has farm herd. Well, it'd be a, it's a herd animal, but the herd animals are tough. I don't consider sheep herd animals. No, I don't think so either. I don't see a sheep in. Monster Man 2 has all this other junk and they don't have a sheep, really? Am I missing that? That seems weird, doesn't it? Is there just a regular goat? Is it kind of goat-like? We could Uh, make it a goat. So, thanks to Leroy, uh, Swords and Spells is a great miniatures game. One of the last of the little brown books. There you go. Thank you, sir. There's a goat. Yeah, but it's not a goat. Well, um, work work with me, James. No, it's not a goat. You're going to say, I'll give you that maybe there's one goat, but most of them are sheep. Well, what's the stats? Are we using the goats? Sta- goats? Yeah, yeah I'll no, use a goat stat. Yeah, okay, that's warms. fine. I'll use goat stat, sure. There's- goats charge. Okay. Do you, yeah, want, but- do you want to play the goat now? You want the return of goat delicious? Sheep, sheep, but sheep don't charge. No, sheep, sheep. Sheep get eaten. That's what sheep do. They do. They just walk around. They're not very bright. No. So, no, you gave the stats for a sheep, and you can just give the stats. Okay, I mean I don't know what it would be. Well, like. first I have to decide if the if the if the guy is going to pursue you, right? right. So he, here's what has to happen. Now we're on page sixty nine. Oh, I forgot uh, to tell you something. Yes, apple butter is blind. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, what do you mean? How do I know that? I'm Leo. He's my horse. Why wouldn't I know you that? Gouged his eyes out, or you just you bought a blind thing? Okay, fine. He's blind. No, no, I'm just kidding. He's no apple butter's fine. All right. Pursuit in the outdoor is generally similar to that uh, set underground. The three general rules of likelihood pursuit apply. However, pursuit will certainly continue until evasion is successfully accomplished. In outdoor setting, evasion is accomplished in a different manner. The variables being the relative speed of movement of the part, size of the parties, and the type of terrain. Okay. So. You, well, we have to figure out what time of day this is. Okay. Do you want me to roll a D12? Oh, a D12 and a D6? Yeah. Okay. So it is 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Okay, so it's dark. (laughs) Excellent. So uh, upon encountering encountering creatures from which the player party flees in order to evade, determine if it's condition of surprise. It doesn't. If the player is surprised, the creature evasion is automatic. If no surprise, then follow procedure below. 
If the party encountering creature is surprised, yeah, okay, no evasion is possible. For the chance of adjust the base according to the variables, the pursued party rolls percentage dice, and if the number is less than or equal to the adjust amount, they escape. Otherwise, pursuing details of the party is faster, and the pursuit is okay, great. So, base chance is 80%. You are faster than the bear. That's plus 10%. Uh, this is uh, open water. This is Well, it's not open water. It's more like Scrub Hills March. Well, it's kind of plain... I'm going to say it's Plainhead's Desert. It's like a beach. I agree. Yeah. All right. So that's minus 50. So that's not good for you. Uh, Pursued party totals fewer than six creatures. Yes, because the sheep aren't following you. And so that's plus 10. And here's the advantage. Light equal to dark night. Well, let's see if the moon is out. So give me a percentage. Less than 10% there's a moon out. Or you can just do the percent. The percentage is like the amount of the moon. Percentage. Okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Oh my god! I rolled a two. Two. There's Wait. no. There's no moon. I, I know. I'm sorry. That was divine intervention. That's that's. So it's dark. That's good. That's plus fifty. Oh, so that's good for me. Yeah, okay. it's completely. <laughs> it's completely dark <laughs> with your blind horse by the beach. You're peeing. You hear a scream. You hear a roar. You hear something charging at you. You get on your horse and you blindly start. Fleeing away. So roll percentages. You want to okay. roll low. Do you know when you're looking at the pursuit rules? That's the part of the game where like everyone takes a break. Right. The poor DM is sitting there reading this. Like I'm going to get a, a Mountain Dew. I'm going to the restroom. Okay. I'm rolling percentile. You said. Yeah. Okay. I sure hope we get to grappling. Forty-seven. You are successful in escaping. So you have escaped, and now I have to decide. You, do you want to? You've you've run off. You're going to go back and save your because you well, hear. It depends what I hear. You well within thirty or forty seconds, you hear the distinct sound of bleeding and screaming. Right. The silence of the lambs. Are you Clarice? Oh. If you could just yeah. save one no, sheep. Clarice. I'm charging. I'm charging in. I know it's dark, so I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so your horse is blind. Apple butter. I'm charging with that shillelagh. Yep. Okay. So you char- I get our surprise chance. I will, of course. Yeah. I, in fact, I will. I will give you a surprise chance. Ooh, you have one segment of surprise. Uh oh! Better be the death blow. This better be. A de- so you're charging with your shillelagh. Okay, make your attack roll. You are a zero level human yeah. merchant oh. drover attacking a cave bear. Oh, you could just I- save one of the sh- save one of the sheep, Clarice. Okay, there's one. There's a white sheep and a black sheep. I got two. Here we go. All right, eleven. Ooh, eleven. AC six. Ooh. Plus two. What's my AC? It's ten. It's ten. <laughs> you did. You rolled your decks. Uh, what'd you roll? Eleven. You hit. Yes. You roll a D six. All right. Here we go. Oh, you gotta roll your strength. You maybe have exceptional strength. All right. Let's do it. Five. Ooh, that's four. Good. That's nine. Thirteen. Nah, oh, well. You have good okay. strength. All right. Shillelaghs, one to six. Yeah. Okay. Staff. You, club. Sure. I'll give you a staff. Okay. I'll make it two. a staff. Two. two. Two points. Okay. You don't know this, but he now has 29 hit points. And now it's initiative. All right. So, so wait. I literally poked the bear. You did poke the bear. Don't poke the you bear. You see uh, you know, him gouging on oh. one of the sheep. And you whack him in the head. Woolberry. Yeah. <laughs> don't name your dead sheep. Yeah, it's Woolberry. He's got Woolberry. Uh, I gotta save Woolberry. Well, I don't know if he's dead. Actually, I shouldn't say that. He gets three attacks. You know what that sheep is? He's the traveling Woolberry. Oh. 
No, God! Well, well, let's see. He hit Woolberry uh, three times. Oh. During, oh. That, during that time, which is not oh. good. So he gets the hug, right? Isn't there a hug? Yeah. Oh. Don't they have a hug? No, they don't have a hug. Oh, yeah, they do yeah, have a hug. He, yeah. yeah, they if have he a hug. With, is, was he hits with both claws, maybe? Uh, blah, 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 blah. They tend towards a diet of meat, by the way, these gigantic cave bears. Mm. So there you go. This yeah. is a lucky day. Oh, and he scores a poor hit. If he hits 18 or above, which he did, does additional damage as indicated. So, yes. Yeah, so he does to, to what's his name? Woolberry? Woolberry. He does uh, uh, seven. Okay. I'm going to assume he doesn't have 26 hit points, Woolberry. <laughs> oh, Woolberry. <laughs> Just. Uh, it was fast. Yeah. It was All quick. Right. He died. Oh, but now quickly. he's eating. Well, he, he was eating, and then you smacked him in the head. Right. Because you meal. ran off. Mm-hmm. During that time, he's, instead of pursuing you, he saw, oh, well, this is what I'm, this is just as good. Poor Woolberry eats, starts eating him, and then you whack him in the head. So now it's initiative. Okay. Well, at least, uh, at least Butterbur is still there. Butterbur? Is he the other sheep? Yes. Oh, okay. I rolled a four for initiative. He's attacking you. I rolled a six. Okay, you get your another attack. I bet it's better be the death blow. Do you want your horse to attack as well? They you do get... that? Why not? He's not a night. I'm running a nightmare. <laughs> You're not Did running I tell you that? That, yes. You didn't know honey butter is a... Uh, <laughs> it's a d- demonic nightmare. apple butter. It is, yeah, apple it's butter. a nightmare. They're neutral. With evil neutral tendencies. Evil. Yeah, yes, with exactly. evil tendencies. Just every now and then. A nine. A nine. Okay, you miss. Okay. Now, I don't think my horse really. I mean, what would he do? Right. Well, I, I got to decide if he's going to attack you or the horse. Yeah. He, One I, to three, four to six. Oh, he's attacking your horse. He has a name, you know. Apple Butter? Yes. Apple Butter's AC7. That's a hit. Ooh, that's a hit, which is a paw, which is a thing. Ooh, a six. He may have missed. Did he miss? Oh, let's take for, oh, he hit. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's not good for Apple Butter. He's, is Apple Butter a draft horse? What no, he's a, he's a light war horse. He's a light, a light horse. Oh, only two hit points. Oh, can I roll his hit points? He only has two hit, his, two hit dice. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. Okay, hang on. A five? He's really a riding it's, horse, but two, we'll keep it with two Riding? Oh, yeah, you probably right. Wait, where is riding There's no horse? riding, so that's why I'm going with light. A light riding horse, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, this is a war horse, but I'll, I'll let him stay light. You know, he's a riding horse, so... How many hit points do you have? Eight. He has eight. Okay, he doesn't have eight anymore. He has... Uh, he has minus ten now. I'm going to raise... De- I'm going to cast raise dead spell <laughs> on the sheep. So now you need to make another dex check to see if you're caught underneath apple butter. Who's oh, that's called. right. Apple butter goes down. Right. And I got to try dive off. Okay. Ooh, 15. This is not an end. No, you've fallen. The horse has fallen on you. Uh, Roll d4 for damage. Oh, no. Well, maybe he's full. One hit point of damage. One hit point. Okay, initiative. What are you going to do? You're trapped underneath the horse. Yeah, well. I'm going to just... I'm gonna not move. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. You're gonna play. You're gonna play dead. I'm playing dead. That's a probably a smart thing. Let's see. Let's see if he believes you're playing dead. I'm going to give you a pretty good chance because. What's his intel? Well, what's his intel? What's a cave bear's intelligence? Intelligence, 
he's only semi-intelligent. You should do like an intelligence check, don't you think? Okay, I will. That's a, Semi's two to four. I like so you got to roll your intelligence. He, oh, he totally buys it. I rolled a 20. <laughs> so well, that he, just might mean he starts eating me. No, he's eating the sheep. He's going back to eating the sheep. Oh. He eats the sheep. He, uh, I'm going to give a reaction roll what he does next. Yeah, he eats the sheep. He's good. Okay. He goes wait, back. Wait, hold, Go on, hold on, hold on. That takes some time. He's eating yes, the sheep. He's eating the sheep. He's back to eating whatever his name. Wool, While he's eating, I'm going to try to creep around. You're and stuck I'm underneath get... the horse. Oh, I thought I got. Oh, I didn't get out. Oh, that's. Oh, I didn't get out. No, you rolled ridiculous roll. You're stuck underneath the horse. Oh, that's right. I'm playing dead underneath the horse. Yes. Oh, that's actually, right. I'm watching got... him eating. Okay, so he's eating the sheep. What happens next? I'm still he, just watching. He eats the sheep and he goes back to his cave because he's eating a sheep. He's pretty happy. Oh. Good. So he didn't eat um, the other one. Apple butter and the other sheep. No, he didn't eat them. Right. Okay. He ate. He's full. He's going back. You know, he's not. He's not a a, a predator that's like you know like he's going to string up you and the other ones in his cave to eat later. Okay. Right. Right. Hey, um, was I finished doing my business when he attacked? You. You. I'm sure you peed all over yourself now. If you have. <laughs> oh, so okay. I'm gonna. I'd like to wash my clothes. In the uh, water, sure. And get, then, the, get the blood off of it from apple butter, and but you're not doing anything. You're stuck in the horse. You, now you need to make oh a strength God, check. Oh my God, I'm stuck under the horse. Right, oh, you, need make you need to make I'm a strength. I'm gonna die here. I'm gonna die under a horse. I assume the caravan would look for you at some point. I'm gonna have to eat the horse. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eat my way out of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think they'd look for me? Maybe it is 4 a.m. and I just went down there. Well, you need to make a strength test first if you can pull All your right. leg out. Okay. So I'm assuming it's like a one-time shot. Chances, yeah, right? I'm only getting it. weaker. Yeah. Okay, here it is. A two. You got it. I'm out. All right. I, I was going to say, you. Also, I assume you had a knife as well, you know, not a dagger. You could have cut your leg off like those people get trapped yeah. in the things. You could have. I could have staffed it off or like found a seashell. <laughs> no, yeah, I, say, I assume you have a knife too. I mean, you're a drover. You got to have. Oh, now you tell me. No, the staff is better than the knife. Okay. Well, I would have hurled that knife at that bear as he's leaving. Okay, so I'm, yes, I'm going to get on, oh, Apple Butter's dead. Apple Butter's dead, Woolberry's dead. But I got the other one. Now, are we doing, now who's getting divine intervention? Is it oh. Apple Butter or the sheep getting? No, it's, oh, wait, can't the merchant call for divine intervention? Sure. I mean, he's the, he's the one to go kill the bear. Okay. Slaughter that, all right, here we go. And then you got to roll to see if I ever catch up to my caravan or from, like, gone forever now 49 okay so you're successful in doing that well it's four in the morning i assume at this point you drag yourself back to where the caravan is oh, yeah, they're sleeping probably they're sleeping they probably yeah okay and you're like guys you'll never believe that. where's apple butter oh yeah or, or or i show up and like the cave bear has slaughtered the whole they're all dead so all right so yeah all right so leo all right leo oh poor poor grizzly has something attached to his okay so yes all right so leo returns to the caravan he survived but he, survived. he, he lost he was defeated so okay he and he goes on and makes right. money right he's he's learned his lesson don't go peeing at four in the morning there is a lesson there isn't there right don't go by okay. yourself when there's literal monsters out there. Bring a guard. That was my mistake. Okay. Right. Bring bring a, a 11th level fighter with you. Yes. All <laughs> right. All right. Cave Bear is still champ. 
Obviously. Right. Now we're ready for miscellaneous magic. Okay. We are. This is the segment of the show where we randomly roll a magical item, and we then discuss it. Right. We're going to the DMG. We are going to. We are flipping. We are turning. That's correct. I am going to dog ear this. This is so first edition. These books yes. tell me. They do come. All right, we're going to page one twenty-one. I am dog earing this. Yep. Please don't get upset with me. It's your book. Thank you. We are on number uh, three. So, sir, would you like to roll percentile dice? I would. I would. You've done better. I usually get plus one back. Twenty-three. It is a scroll. Ugh. So we are now nice. rolling for the kind of scroll. Nice. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a good one. Well, this is basically be spell selection if we do this. Yes, but. it will be our spell selection. An eight. Well, that's good. It's a one. It's one spell. I'm okay. glad I didn't roll a scroll with seven spells. Yeah. And now I have to figure out the type of spell. Thirty percent of all scrolls are clerical in nature. It's dice seventy-one to one hundred. It is a clerical spell, and twenty-five okay. of them are druidical. I'm going to say twenty-five or under. Oh, twenty-four. It's druidical. Oh. I don't think we've done a druid spell. Okay. Not recently. And one to fourth level, it is second level, so we're at okay. the player's handbook. Yep, it is. So we're on page 41 of the player's handbook. i got to write all this down. Miscellaneous the magic. druid resurrection is way, or reincarnation is way better than the magic use. Well, we're going to talk about that. As, yeah, you come back as, you know. What, druid, second level, we said? Yes, yes. second level. So Twelve what, spells. what do I have to roll? Twelve spells? D12? Because I don't have that book open yet. I'm working on it. I got Five. It. Feign death. Feign death. Look at that. The dice don't lie. They what is don't. It? I was feigning death. You were. And you didn't even have to use a spell. And it worked. Yeah, why do I need to be a druid to feign death? I did it quite well. You did. I had some good rolls, though. Okay. Feign death. We are on the player's handbook. We are on... Oh, it's a third-level magic. It's the same as a third-level magic user spell. The magic component is a piece of dead, dead oak leaf. In addition to mistletoe, of course. So we got to go over to. Uh, okay, so we got to go over to page seventy-three of the player's handbook. Thank you. Okay, Bane death. Please be short. That's not bad. Okay, would you like to read it, or would you like me to read it? Uh, you can read it. I've read a lot today. Okay. By means of this spell, the caster or any other creature whose level of experience slash hit dice do not exceed the magic user's own level. Oh, so this can be like an attack kind of spell. Can be put into a cataleptic state, which is impossible to distinguish from actual death. Although the person, creature affected by the feigned death spell can smell, hear, and know what is going on, no feeling or sight of any sort is possible. Thus, any wounding or mistreatment of the body will not be felt, and no reaction will occur, and damage, oh, will be only one half normal. In addition... This is amazing. Let's read that. Yeah, this is interesting. Paralysis, poison, or energy level drain will not affect the individual creature under the influence of this spell, but poison injected or otherwise introduced into the body will become effective when the spell recipient is no longer under the influence of this spell, although a saving throw is permitted. Note that only a willing individual can be affected by feigned death. The spellcaster is able to end the spell effects at any time desired, but it requires one full round for bodily functions, it's another theme. For bodily functions to begin again. So I'm confused. 
Help what? me out. I've got to be what? So the Druid is everything. This is the first edition. It is. I'm confused. That's first edition. So let me go back to Druid. Yeah. Because it says it's the same. Similar. It may not be similar. The same, except we'll as noted above, it is the same as third level magic user, Bane Death. So. Well, the range. The range is interesting. The range is ten feet, which doesn't make any sense. Oh. Whereas Fane Death, the range is touch oh. on the magic user. Okay, so I don't need to be touching you. The duration is initially less, but as levels go up, it's more for the druid. Air effect is one. It, it has a material component, whereas Fane Death does not have a material component. And it takes longer to cast. Okay. The spellcast able to end it at any time. Oh, but it'll, it'll end normally after the effect. But I can, right. I can end it sooner. Okay, which is, as you've pointed out, this suggests that you can't do that with other spells. And That's this is right. What talked about. Right. Be evidence I am a fan of, no, you cast Fireball, you can't say, well, or Wall of Fire, you can't turn it off unless it says you can do that. And this would support that, because this yes. says you can. By negative inference, you can't with others. Okay, so, so feign death. So, all right, so why am I, so I've got to be, so I'm going to be the recipient. I am willing, James. You are going to cast Feign Death on me. I need to be willing. Levels of experience can't exceed yours. Okay, right. fine. Um, I'm going to be able to smell, hear, and know what is going on. But I but have I no feeling. See. I can't see. Yeah. I have no feeling. I assume I can't move. Is that right? right? You definitely can't move. Right. Because I appear dead. Yes. I mean, I, and I, I don't know what cataleptic means, but Cat- it sounds- it's almost like catatonic, but I assume it's. Un- Par- okay. Paralyzed and okay, pr- total paralysis. I'm assuming catalep, cataleptic, Catale- catalepus. Isn't that that Cat- creature? Death. Don't look. Condition care of a lack of response to external stimuli or muscle and muscle rigidity. The limbs remain in whatever position they are placed. Oh, so we can move. We can move me. Well, you can set you like up that weird, way. Like a weird, sort yeah. of. <laughs> like you straddled apple of butter with your pants down. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can make me do weird things. Okay. So I don't feel anything, but I am being harmed, but it's only one half. So no paralysis, poison, or energy level drain. Okay. Help me out, James. As usual with these spells, what do I do with it? Oh, and we're going to need to look at the DMG, aren't we, to see if there's anything on feign death, just to make sure? Oh, yes. Good point. Oh, thank you. And then you can explain to me why I would want why I would want to feign death. Okay, where are spells? Well, Let's some see. of the things I didn't realize because I thought feign death was pretty lame, and I've never sort of really understood why you do it. But reading this is very illuminative, or yeah, illuminative. Sounds good to me. There does not seem to be a feign feign death. death. Yep. There isn't, right? There is. No, page oh, 45. It, oh, the... he cheated. He put it on her magic user. Mm-hmm. I was, okay, thank you. Bane death. For the rate of air consumption and effects on poisoning, see the cleric spell of the same name. The rate of air consumption and the effects, okay. See the so, cleric spell of the, fa- oh, wait, wait, so the cleric spell. There's a cleric spell of feigned death. That's druids. Is it also cleric? I didn't think so, but maybe it is. Oh, Wow, we're just learning so much stuff here today. And we're doing a lot of turning and flipping. Are you looking that up? Yeah, I do not see a feigned death cleric. So we have to call Jody and find out what what happened here. 
That's weird. Oh, it is. Third level. Cleric. Feign death. Oh, so we need to go to Cleric. Third. <laughs> third. <laughs> James, I'm getting tired. This is so first edition. This campaign sucks. I'm worn out, James. It's too much. I'm nice. reaching my breaking point. Okay. All right. It's third level. Wait, what level? Cleric? Third level. Page There's 47. No... But it doesn't. Page 47 of Player's Handbook is Cleric. Okay. Oh, I know, but there's nothing in the and there's nothing in the DMG illuminating it. Yeah, that's true. So why is he referring? Why in the DMG am I being referred over to? For the rate, it says for the rate of air consumption effects. Oh, so I guess I, so. He's referring us to the player's handbook. Hmm. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> I'm on page forty-seven. I'm not any. I'm not sure what's going on. What's happening? Except as noted, the spell is the same as third level magic. Note that the character of any level may be affected by the cleric. That's, that's super powerful. And that material components are a pinch of graveyard dirt and the cleric's holy symbol. It doesn't say anything in here about rate of air consumption and effect on poisoning. Yeah, it doesn't. And the druid one talks about poisoning, but it doesn't talk about air consumption, does it? It doesn't say anything about it. Are we stumped? All right. We are stumped, but it, it implies, like the poison one, is it could be, well, what, look, I, I would read the poison one again. It basically says you would not die from the poison then. Right. But when you wake up, if the condition is you're still poisoned, you have to make a save. Okay. The same thing with the air, I would say. So, for instance, if you were in a room that had a trap, that sucked the air out for 10 minutes. If you pay, casted feign death, you would be fine if there was air that reset later. But if you woke up and there's still no air, you would be su- you'd suck. Okay. Or I've been, like, buried. Because right. I thought I was dead. Right. So you would not be dead then. But as soon as you woke up, now the clock is ticking. So why am I casting this spell? Well, for those reasons that I just mentioned. You, you have a hopeless situation. You're being attacked by mm. whatever cre- uh, animated creatures, maybe um, that attack live things. So mm. you faint. You especially as a magic user, you faint death. Well, cave bear may may not be as good an example. You're being attacked by uh, a white. You you oh, another one. Yeah. Look at that! Another kitty. He looks okay, terrifying. He's Okay, so basically, feign death is exactly what you think it would be. It's to Just avoid. Like, it's play dead. You're playing dead so that you don't die right then, and you're hoping that the circumstance change when uh, right. that happens. Or you're using it in a role playing situation. You know, you're you're trying to get into town. Hey, we need to go to the graveyard. My cousin died. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Really? Is he really dead? Or you right. want to get into the church? I want to perform last rites on him. You cast Feign Death, and they poke at you and go, yeah, he's dead. You know, the only bummer about this is that it's got to be a willing victim. <laughs> right. Well, that's what, or else it would be ridiculous. Well, it would be funny because it's like, you know, the, the, you know, you, you get your, your rival buried. Like, yeah, he's dead. You go, you go to the morgue. Yeah. Can you bury this dude? He's dead. Yeah, it's like he's one dead. Of those horror, right. That's like one of those horror movies where you right. wake up alive, buried, buried alive. That's what I thought it was going to be for. Oh well. So, but it's the same. You know what it does is it 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 does. You know this is where the DM really. You know when they say, uh, you know, players kill them. You know, 
Players kill themselves, not DMs. Well, this is the DM. The DM could decide, like I did, you have a chance to survive. The K-Bear doesn't, you know, continue his murderous frenzy and starts mm-hmm. murdering everyone. Or the DM could say, yeah, he totally kills you. Uh, Woolberry, the other one, the other sheep, he just murders everyone. The fish in the thing. Uh, that, so this is one of those situations that as the DM, you need to be prepared with how lethal you're going to be uh, in this situation. Well, what's interesting is that you cast it on somebody else. I assume you can cast it on self. Is yeah, you can good? cast it on self, absolutely. Okay. And, for, and for Wizard, it's one-segment spell, VS, which is awesome. You basically yeah. could go, you could literally feign your death. You can say, I'm, that's it, I'm killing myself, and drink, make pretend you drink a poison potion and collapse down. Yeah, this is a good, okay, so this is a pretty good one. So if, if I'm, like, alone, I'm the wizard, alone, or I'm just saying I'm a magic user, and, I, and I'm in, I, so what I do is, during combat, if it's going poorly. Right, you play dead. You're basically playing dead, and you really are dead. They look at you, and right. you're dead. They feel like, yeah, he's dead. Make sure that one isn't playing dead. How should we do that? You know, stab him a bunch of times. Yeah, stab him. Okay. He's, still, he's still, still dead. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I'm taking damage. But you're taking half damage, which is the huge thing. You're not getting level drain. So if you're being attacked by, you know, another example is you're fighting a white and you're not near the paladin. So you can't, you know, you're going to get level drain. You could do that. And he goes, oh, I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to attack someone else. So would this work on like a Balrog? I mean, these are smart. I guess, I guess there's not like, it's not a magic resistance roll or anything. So I can fool the Balrog. You're basically fooled. You're dead. For all intents and purposes, you're dead. So okay, so in the Balrog, he's gonna go I, on and fight. He's gonna fight Gandalf. He's not gonna. Yeah, he'll move on, and right. then I get up and I run. Exactly. So it's the spell of cowards. Yes, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Okay. That's exactly what this. This is a spell <laughs> of cowards. It's totally the spell of cowards. <laughs> so what? Spe- so what spells have you picked? Well, I got you know, I have five slots of feign death. Oh, you're helpful. <laughs> I have feign death. Well, and the problem is. It's a third-level spell. That's wow. the hard part for magic wow. user. But for druid, yeah. second level is great. So if you're in the forest, second level, you get that at second level because druids accelerate their spells pretty quickly. So you're at second level and you get that. That's awesome. So uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So for Good that reason. All right. If I was a druid, if I was anyone else, I wouldn't be as big a fan of it. So. All right. Good segment. I like that. That was good. We learned a lot. This is big, a pushy, a big production. All rights reserved.